What is up, people? How are you? Happy Tuesday, beautiful Tuesday afternoon, May 4th, 2021, episode four. If um, for if any of you are keeping track, uh, this is number four of my show. We're not canceled yet, people. This is good. We're doing good. We're on fire. Thank you for joining us, Jay Book, Ivan. Uh, my man from, uh, from Puerto Rico reminded me to put my AC on before I started. I was like, oh yeah, I got, I should put my AC on so I'm not sweating my ass off. I wore a white colored shirt today, like a light colored. And I promised myself after the first episode with the pit sweat, I, I wouldn't do it until like, I wasn't nervous about the show anymore, but like, I'm not super nervous now. I don't know. I got a great show for you guys planned. We got DJ Barr coming on later. That's going to be fucking awesome. Great interview. And, um, I had a crazy weekend. I had three weddings and a fashion show last weekend. Uh, first two weddings went great. Second wedding, uh, or the third wedding. Uh, so number three, it was on a Saturday. Whew, it was, um, it was different. It was different. I, I came up with a couple of epiphanies, you know, I wanted to talk to you guys about, well, first of all, I walked in, right. And you got to realize like me and Santi, if you don't know Santi, you know, he's my, one of my best friends and like my main, like he, he's with me every wedding, right. Me and him do every wedding together. Uh, he's young. He's like 25. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm 32 or whatever. We roll in in our track suits. You know, I, uh, I don't fake the funk. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't like, uh, when I go to weddings and stuff, I'm, I'm just the same. I'm just, Hey, what's up? You know, I just roll in whatever. I don't walk in all proper. Like, hello, hello. Yes. Yeah, so I'm the wedding DJ today. You know what I mean? Like I don't put on any type of persona. I just kind of walk in kind of super casual, nonchalant. So every once in a while, someone basically judges us like like kind of uh profiles us like oh my god look at these young kids like what like what are they are they is this their first wedding they not do this are they family friend djs they must be family friend djs they're so young what the hell right and that happened this this weekend i work at this place all the time but i never worked with this one dude the mater d and like so we're set up and everything cocktail hour comes up and it's like five minutes till cocktail hour. I have two cocktail hour setups, one for outside in the courtyard, one for inside. The one on the outside's playing. I figured I'd like go get dressed real quick. I'm literally getting dressed behind my facade. And then I'd run and turn the other setup on. It's like five minutes before he comes up. Um, I cannot open the doors until your music is playing. I'm like, it, well, it's playing outside, and I'm, I'm going to go do it on the inside in a second. I just want to put my pants on. Like, I'm, I literally have no pants on. Like, I'm, I'm just, just going to say, well, I need you out there right now. Like, give me this crazy. Like, I'm like, whoa, right? Sure enough, right? It's that whole vibe. And then, uh, you know, a couple, like, 20 minutes later during cocktail hour, he comes up to go over intros with me or whatever. I give him my sheet. My sheet says SCE on top. And, oh, my God, did he change his to, oh, you work for SCE? Oh, 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 that's great. I love SCE. Oh, my God. Then when we line up the bridal party, he literally, in front of the bride and groom, oh, you got one of the, you got the best in the business right here. I'm like, really, dude? Really? You just said that after giving me all that shit? Anyway, but that's not even the worst of it. So, I arrive at this wedding. We set up, right? Everything's good. We go through cocktail hour. During cocktail hour, I typically do a walk, right? You know, I might, might, you know, get a little munchy or something, but like I'm also walking around. I'm checking out my crowd. What do we got, right? What, what, what do we got in front of us? And I'm kind of shitting my pants a little bit because it's 100 people and I'd say 70, 70 of them are all gray. <laughs> like gray as shit. Like 65, like old, old, crusty, crusty ass crowd, right? Super cool couple. You know, they're a little, they were like five years older than me. I think they're like 37 ish. 38 ish, like late 30s. So, like, their friends were like in that range, or whatever, you know, 40s, whatever. But they had a lot of family members there and they were all older. And I'm like, man. And 
I did my introductions, right? And I kind of switched it up a little bit. I was thinking like, all right, well, they're all older. So like, you know, I might want to go a little more proper on introductions, not be super loosey-goosey like I usually am. Like a lot of times I'll just run around and say whatever. Make some noise. Oh, here we go. Are you guys ready? We're going to get this started. Like I, I kind of like them a little whatever. But like this time I'm like, all right, I'm going to take the professional route. Okay, I'm gonna take the professional route. I'm gonna. All right, good evening, lady. I, I, you know my roots. You know, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the beautiful Old Mill Inn. We're here to celebrate the marriage of you know. And I said their name. I did the Randy Barlett. You know, you basically just welcome to so and so's wedding reception, and then you end it there, and then they're supposed to applaud. Like four people applauded. I'm like, I'm fucked. Great. So whatever. We do intros. We do our thing. Everything's flawless. Life is wonderful. First chorus goes out. Now it's time to dance them. And I'm in a predicament, right? I'm like, well, what do I start with? And the first obvious answer is Run Around Sue. It's, it, it's the oldie set, you know, and I haven't played it in forever, too. I don't remember the last time I played, like, Run Around Sue. I've been saying it for a while that I think that the oldie stuff is going out kind of like big band, you know? If you're older, if you're my age or older, you remember back in the day, you know, we used to play da 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 We used to jam to that shit. That was our shit. People danced. It was like an opener. <laughs> Holy shit. Allergies. Allergies. Sorry about that. Anyway, okay. We used to jam to the big band shit. That was the shit. It went out because people got older and died and, and nobody knows about that shit no more. And I think that's what's happened with Run Around Sue. But anyway, haven't played in a while. We got this old ass crowd in front of us. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go the classic. I'll do At Last and I'm just going to open up a Run Around Sue and then we'll see what we're working with, right? At Last brings out five couples. I'm like, what the fuck? No way, right? Play Run Around Sue, I lost four couples. I'm down to the two. Just this one outgoing older couple just just almost petty dancing for me. I'm like, no, 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 right? So I kind of mix through, right? I go up to like Footloose, right? A little newer, right? Nothing, okay. Then I go up to like, uh, I think I moved my way up to like I Want You Back by Jackson 5, right? Which is something that should work for pretty much everybody, right? That was my last kind of like straw. You know, I mean, let's see if this works. If it gets some people out, maybe it's just the music, whatever. It didn't work. Like it didn't work. I maybe got two more people, three more people, but it's just basically an empty dance floor. So I'm thinking, all right, what the hell? You know what I mean? Maybe it's early. They're not ready, you know, because sometimes we do early sets in Jersey, right? Nowhere else does it. You know, sometimes people aren't ready for that, especially if they're old. But I'm really surprised that this didn't work in the first place. So I kind of like um, basically, you know, slowed down, whatever, you know, kind of like like not, like stop playing bangers. You know, I kind of started fade. I told Santi to like stop with the lights a little bit, like slowly bring down the, uh, you know, instead of like crazy lights, like slowly bring it down, slowly bring it down. So we organically, I'm not I hate like, mixing at a wedding you know what I mean and like having the lights go crazy and playing all these bangers and you look like a douche when like nobody's dancing right so we're kind of slowly easing out like all right, all right, all right we got to regroup here what the fuck so we regroup um dinner should be out at this point you know in like 10 minutes right so I'm like all right whatever you know I should have stopped in 10 minutes I'm stopping 10 minutes early I'll play a couple you know whatever dinner tracks like upbeat kind of sing-along type shit until dinner and we'll keep it moving fuck it of course dinner is 30 minutes late Right. So when I stopped them dancing, we have four, right. It ends up being 30, 40 minutes late, something like that. Super late. So I stopped them from dancing. We're chilling. And 10 minutes goes by, 20 minutes goes by, 25 minutes goes by. The groom comes up. Hey, man, uh, we're getting some requests for some upbeat music. And I'm like, oh my God, 
I know, man, dinner should be out any second. So as soon as dinner comes out, we'll do dinner, and then we're going to rage. Promise, promise, right? Kind of blew it off. But now, like, fuck, now the groom's, oh, my God, oh, my God, right? Now I'm in my head, like, what do I do? I need to make a master decision, right? Another five minutes goes by. That five minutes feels like 15. So I said, fuck it. I went back in the kitchen. I'm like, let me see what these fucks are up to, right? I go back there, and all, like, the, the, the train dishes and all that, they're all still stacked. They're not even plating the food yet at this point. So I'm like, fuck it. I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to get him up again. I, I, I don't give a fuck. So I, I got him up again. I, uh, I did a slow dance, uh, you know, because they're old, whatever. And I, I wanted to play it safe. So I, I did another slow dance. I went out in the mic. I was like, all right, I need all our happy couples. Happy couples, raise your hand. If there's a happy couple in the house, raise your hand. They all, like, raised their hand, right? All right, this song goes out to the happy couples only. Happy couples only come on out to the dance floor, okay? Happy couples only, happy couples. You kind of put them on the spot with that, right? So they're coming out, you know, and then you kind of can make the joke, you know. All right, all right, how about unhappy couples? You can come too. I was just kidding, you know. Married for the money, you can come too. Ha, 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 you know. Anyway, so they come out, right, and I actually packed the dance floor. I forget what slow song I played too. Um, It was a newer one, actually. It was something that was on the couple's list. I forget what it was. But they actually... Pack the dance floor. Oh, I'm like, okay, great. So we actually have a packed dance floor. Now what, right? I'm like, fuck it. I'm, I'm just going to, the oldies didn't work. So usually if I do an oldie set and it doesn't work, then the old people are dead to me for the rest of the night. Now you're going to get what I like, people. You know, that's it. I don't know what to fucking tell you. you. You had your shot. You had your shot early on to prove to me you wanted to party. So I, um, I then proceeded to go to like a regular set. You know, I think I started with maybe September and went into like Pitbull, you know, basic shit because again, they were old. I didn't want to like, you know, whatever, but more, you know, regular stuff that everybody would like, not like oldies. And it went off and they fucking raged. And, uh, and I had a solid 15 minute set before dinner finally came out. And then the whole night changed. You know what I mean? Like, I, like, thank God I made the executive decision. Go back to the kitchen, check for that shit, and decide to just fuck it and, 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 and try again and at least get the morale up and, you know, the blood pumping before dinner. Because otherwise, you, 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 if you fail like that before dinner, then they all eat dinner. Then they're extra just, uh, whatever. I don't feel like doing shit. And it's extra hard after. So, like, thank God that worked out. But moral of the story is run around Sue dead. You know? Is that whole oldie shit, is that gone, twist again? That whole set, everybody, we all have an oldie set, all of us. Every DJ has an oldie set if you're a wedding DJ, you have to. Is that gone? And I mean, I get that like wherever you guys are at, it might be banging still, but you got to realize like my market is also super like kind of ahead of the game. Like usually when things happen in my market, it happens a little ahead of time and then it trickles down and catches up to the other markets like a year or two later. It's weird, but it kind of always happens like that, so... You know, maybe this is just a warning for you guys, but like, I think it's heading out. I think, you know, these songs came out in like the early 60s, maybe late 60s, and like the people that jammed to that shit are kind of either 70, 60. I mean, everybody likes Run Around Sue. Everybody knows that song, but like, it's because, oh my God, it's a fun song that it's an old fun song that I know that I can dance with grandpa to. But like, if the old people aren't dancing to it, the young people aren't just going to come out to run around Sue unless it's, you know, dancing with old people, I feel like. You know, I think it's phasing out, just like Big Band. Like, I think oldies are on their way out. I really do. It's, um, it, it, it's, it, it, we're hitting, we're hitting the crossroads, people. We're literally hitting the crossroads in the wedding DJ life where uh, we're about to have to retire a new decade of music. So, um... You know, I just like to just to I just like to honor. I just like to honor oldies. Um, Run around Sue right now. Can we just please just you know have a moment of silence for Run Around Sue? 
you, you've, you've packed many dance floors for me over the last 15 years. I appreciate you, Dion. I appreciate that Ho-Su that the whole song's about. She was such a skank, right? Oh, what a skank that Sue was. I appreciate you, Sue, for skanking around and, you know, you know, d- being all slutty back in the 60s, you know, which was crazy back then, okay? Pretty crazy to be slutty back in the 60s. You got to admit, all right? That, that's a bold move. Bold move, Cotton, all right? You got married at like 14 in the 60s, you know? You, 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 the sluts weren't, a, that wasn't an option. That wasn't a cool thing. It wasn't like now. It, it wasn't, wasn't cool. She did it when she wasn't, when it wasn't cool. I appreciate you, Sue. I appreciate Dion. Moment of silence. Because I don't think I'm ever fucking playing it again. But thank you, Runaround Sue, for all the great times. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Runaround Sue. But that's it. It's a shame. It's a shame. But if you guys follow me on Instagram, so I'm going to be doing this like once a week with some uh, uh, you know, research, right? And I asked a question on Instagram. What profession parties the hardest at weddings. I think it's interesting. I had my own opinions for sure. I just want to see what you guys thought. You know what I mean? Um, we run into a lot of different professions, you know, in your meetings and stuff. You meet with your couples, you know, what do you guys do? Whatever. And I think, I definitely think that like what the couple does for a living big time affects the party because certain professions just like rate, they don't give a fuck. They just rage. Absolutely rage. The first one that came to my mind was cops. Whenever I did a cop wedding, these guys do not care. They do, they, they literally, they get so fucked up. I've had a cop, like a group of cops. One time I was DJing a wedding. I think it was Lucian's Manor, right? Uh, well, not that you guys won't know what it is, but anyway, I was DJing a wedding, right? And I heard like a chant while I was like, it was like dancing time, right? And I look over and it's like six cops in a photo booth going, ho, 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 ho. And they just flipped the entire booth. Like the whole curtain part, like the whole like thing, flip the whole thing. And like the, the, the little photo booth attendant, this is years ago, was like mortified, didn't know what to do. I'm like, oh my God. Like I've had cops puke, they rage, right? But they're not the only ones. So I'm going to show you some of the answers we got, right? I wrote it down with like little tallies. I wish there was like a better way to do this on Instagram. So cops, firefighters, strippers, we got to vote for strippers, construction workers, bartenders and servers, right? Restaurant industry people, DJs, of course, we rage, doctors, car salesmen, hmm car salesmen, nurses, uh, teachers, lawyers, teachers definitely rage too, yeah, uh, athletes, I don't know, I don't do a lot of, I mean, I guess whoever answered that does a lot of professional athletes, I, I haven't done, only a handful, I guess, but not a lot, um, the unemployed, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, the unemployed, that's funny, that's a, that's a profession nowadays, you know, the government will pay you, you can, you can, you can make bank on unemployment, man, it's, it's, get that Biden money. Um, uh, military people for sure. Only one answer, but I agree with that. Wedding planners. I didn't put a tally, but, uh, wedding planners, uh, there was one vote for that. CPAs or accountants, uh, moms. I got an answer for moms and I got an answer for drug dealers. I mean, I wouldn't know drug dealers because most drug dealers don't like, uh, put that in their LinkedIn profile. <laughs> so yeah, you know, I, I really don't, I'm not, I'm never, uh, Never really sure, uh, you know, uh, when there is a drug dealer at a wedding, but um, I'm sure they rage for sure. And uh, yeah, and corrections officers that would go down there with like first responders and everything. So the winners are, ladies and gentlemen, I should have a, a drum roll, do like a Greg, uh, uh, what's that, Griswold drum roll or whatever. I don't have one here. Damn, now that I think about it out loud. Hmm. Next time, people. The winners are, there's a three way tie. 
First responders, right? So that includes cops, correction officers, firefighters, in my opinion, all the first responders, they fucking rage, okay? Nurses get fucked up. Okay, you, you see, you, you do a party, you see a group of people coming in scrubs, you know, you're at a bar or a club or something, they're coming in their scrubs after work, they're not just having one, people. <laughs> they're not just having one, they're about to throw the fuck down, like, no joke, throw the fuck down. Um, and teachers, and teachers have always been known to rage, I mean, every teacher smokes pot and drinks, uh, the, the, it's just a damn fact, I don't care what teacher you are, the, the, that's... I mean, I'm sure there's a you know some straight lace ones, but there's not many. Okay, it's something to do with the union. I think like in their union, they have to pay their dues and they they get like a I don't know. There's some kind of benefit to that. I don't know why they all just rage, 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 rage. I think it's because they have summers off, you know. So they take the summers off and they just use the summertime to like whatever. But so second place, lawyers. And then the restaurant and bar peeps. I never thought about lawyers. I haven't DJed for a lot of lawyers, but I would assume so. Someone said in the comment, uh, they were like, uh, yeah, lawyers, because they're all coked up all the time. <laughs> I was like, what? I guess. So, yeah, I mean, maybe is that the stereotype of lawyers? I guess, you know, just they, they do mad blow and uh, rage. So probably. But a lot of votes for lawyers and restaurant and bar people, uh, industry people like that. Of course, they rage. That's 100%. And then third place was car salesmen. I guess, yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah. You know, they they probably do coke too, right? I don't know. I mean, car salesmen. I'm sure they rage. They're definitely not straight laced people. That's for sure. They're definitely not straight laced people. So, very very cool. But those were uh, basically all the uh, all, all the all the winners there. I, I think it's very interesting. So just so you got, if you're starting out, you know, you you don't do a lot of weddings. You know, if you get a teacher's wedding, you get a cop wedding, you get any wedding like that. You know, uh, the industry people wedding, lawyer wedding. Uh, just take that wedding. Take that wedding. Those people party. They fucking rage. Fucking rage. We're going to be bringing bar on in a little bit, people. Um, but uh, before I do, a couple things. Number one, the fucking bees are back. Not even May yet, and these bitch bees are back. Look at this shit. You kidding me? You kidding me? You starting your nest there, bro? Is that where you're going? Is that where you're going? Because you're not. Because you're not. Because you're not. Because you're not. What's up? Like, isn't that fucking bullshit? It's not even May yet, and these fucking bees are back. I, if you don't know or follow me on Instagram, I've been battling bees for years, okay? I, I, I hate bees. I can't stand them. Not the honeybees, okay? We need the honeybees. I'm talking about the wasps, the ugly motherfuckers. Well, I got the greatest message ever from Brandon. I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this. I actually didn't ask, but like, he sent me this message, right? And he was like, bro... I dedicate this victory over the wasp, bee, and all the stinging community to you. And this motherfucker decapitated a bee. <laughs> so it's safe to say it's two to nothing, people. All right? Some bitch bees got zero, and I got two. Okay? I'm winning the fucking fight. All right? You're not fucking with me. You're just not fucking with me. It is what it is. It is what it is. Fuck a bee. All right. There was a new, but besides bees, all right. I'm not trying to give bees too many air, too much airtime because I fucking can't stand bees. All right. But just to, it's two to nothing. All right. We'll have an update if I run into another nest throughout the summer. But uh, did you guys see this? Have you guys seen this? This is the scratch attach. Shout out to T Major. I think sent it to me. Yeah, T Major sent it to me. Um, man, the scratch attach. I mean, it's a cool idea. I'm not going to lie. You know, I, I just, I'm worried, you know, it, 
So the, it's patent pending, right? There's not a lot about it. They, they have, an, they have a, a website. It's scratchattached.com, with, scratch with a K, right? And it's basically this picture, and then it's like a little thing saying, hey, we invented this shit, it's, uh, it's patent pending, and we're looking for people to try it out, right? And essentially, it's a magnetic thing that you can hook up to a Rain 1 exclusively, and it allows you to have a tone arm, so it's a straight tone arm where you can play 45s. Cool. I just, I, I feel like, you know, I love like, like when people kind of, you know, like, they, like you, they're making it work, right? They're fucking inventing shit, you know, they're, 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 they're pursuing dreams. Like, I love this shit. I would never like talk down on this, man. I think it's the coolest shit in the world. But like, I really hope that like a lot of people said when I was talking shit on the rain, how crooked it is and all that, you know what I mean? They were saying that, listen, you know, the Vex, all that, this is just version one. Rain's going to come out with another controller. Rain's going to come out with another one. There's going to be a ton of other ones that are going to be better. Da, da, da. This is just a start, yada, yada. And I hope that's the case. I hope they're talking with Rain and they know there's going to be more products in, in involved because if they just made this for just this just one product, I don't know how big of the market's going to be because you have to number one, you have to either own the Rain one or you know or buy one right for this. You got to get this thing and you got to own 45s. You got to have a bunch of 45s. You know, a lot of people collect records but don't have many 45s. Like I personally have a small 45 collection. I have a big record I have a big 33 collection but I have a small 45 collection I don't have a lot of 45s personally and I collect records like so you know you, you got you count on someone having a 45 collection plus owning or buying the rain one and then getting your thing you know I feel like it's just such a small market and getting a patent is outrageous they got it's patent pending like they're investing money in this I just I just hope there's a game plan I, I really do because I want to see him succeed like it's so cool if you can convert shit into this like that's dope to me like that's really 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 fucking cool I, I will say that I don't like the rain one it's crooked and it doesn't have effects and I will continue to say that but bravo to anybody behind this it is a cool invention I just hope there's a big market and I hope they succeed honestly you know definitely very cool um we're gonna um bring bar on in just a little bit but before we do too i wanted to uh go over music and stuff there's uh there's been a lot of uh couple songs i wanted you guys to add to your playlist someone actually started an apple music playlist for me with all the songs we're uh adding and whatnot so i'm gonna start sharing that around too uh, just so, you know, as I find, if you guys are new here, you haven't been, you know, seen my show before or whatever, you know, um, as I discover new music or as I like rediscover a song I completely forgot about, I let you guys know, you know, I'm adding it to my crates. It could be for dinner music. It could be dancing, you know, but it's all for wedding stuff. Um, I am constantly evolving my crates. My crates are never done. I'm constantly adding and subtracting and, you know, to trying to do new music. Like when it comes to music, the best part about music, you know, like with, with, with like the best part about our job is every wedding's different. We can play different shit. And I think like the key to really enjoying our job as DJs, you know, like the key to really fucking having a great ass time as a DJ is playing different shit, playing different music, trying out a new song and it fucking working. Like that's like getting that new ooh. You play the song, everybody's like, whoa, and and you know what I mean? You're like, yes, I knew that shit would work, and you never played it before, and you get that warm, fuzzy feeling inside, like right here, like that delicious ass. Like, I'm addicted to that shit. That is my fucking shit and new music is everything to do that if you're stale like if you're like if you're if djing feels like a job to you chances are you're playing the same shit all the time i'm telling you if you play new stuff and it works it is the most exhilarating experience it is a high unlike any other i'm addicted to that shit so i'm always looking for new music and as i find it i'll share it with you guys you know what i mean try it out you know try it out see if it works but um at the same time i'm not going to show you guys shit that doesn't work but new music wetting fire Wetting fire. So, first song. 
Lover by Taylor Swift. I'm not a Taylor Swift guy. I'm not, okay? I think she's whiny. I think she can't keep a man. And I think um, she's got to be a certified psycho because, like, how do you, like, how do you have, like, 48,000 b- boyfriends without fucking, you know, marrying at least one? Like, he just, or maybe she's, I don't know, whatever. That's none of my business, but all her music's about that, so it's, like, it's not my thing, you know what I mean? But super white girl, but this song, Lover, it's a great slow song or a great song during dinner if you want to chill. And all the basic girls will bop to this and sing along. It is a good, like a great vibe for a wedding. Beautiful song. Add it to your playlist. Like it really is solid. And a lot of her throwbacks are coming back too. You know, uh, 22 goes off if you play that. Like there's a couple, you know, that I never played them when they first came out. But now that they're throwbacks, I fucking love them. You know, go figure. So that's number one. Number two. Still Rolling Stones by Lauren Geigle, 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 something like that. Look it up. It's called Still Rolling Stones. I got this song from my girl. Um, my girl is like really good at uh, picking out fire, like white girl music. So, you know, every once in a while she'll play something. I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a bop. Another good dinner song. You know what I mean? It's newer. It's one of those things where like you play it and uh, all the younger girls, wow, what? I'm surprised he's playing this. You know what I mean? This is something they have on their playlist that like they think nobody really knows about yet. Um, great vibe for dinner. Great, 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 great vibe for dinner. We got uh. We got the cow sills too. Look at this. You probably never heard of them in your fucking life, right? This is the rain, the park, and other things. This song is a jam. It's from the 60s, right? And I just said like 60s are dead, but hear me out. There's a pop culture reference with this. This is the song that Lloyd Christmas on Dumb and Dumber had a dream about that girl. And, and they played, the, they literally, it's rare in a movie. They played like the entire song. It was like a four minute dream se- a sequence. Like, look, I'll show you. Right, I got it right here. Hold on. I, I chopped it up. Remember that shit? You remember that shit? Fan, one of the greatest movies of all time. If you don't agree, kiss my ass. One of the greatest movies of all time. But, um, that song that played for four minutes, like the whole fucking thing during that, that whole dream sequence. And if you know the movie, which almost everybody does, they will know this song. It, 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 it so it's one of those sleepers. You'll never play another castle song at, at all. Like they were kind of like wannabe Beatles people, I guess, or whatever. But like, it's just one of those songs you can, you can drop and everybody's like, Oh my God, where do I know this from? Where do I know this from? And it's just a fucking jam. You know what I mean? It's just a jam. And they'll know part of the words. There's people that have seen dumb and dumber 10,000 fucking times, you know? So, like, it, 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 I've been dropping it lately, and it's been working with the right crowd, like, for sure. That's like a fucking jam. And then the final song, that's dinner two. The final song is a dancing song. I rediscovered this. This is from back in my, my day. Back in my day. Back in my high school days. This is a banger. This will absolutely, if you got people my age, maybe a little younger, a little older, this will absolutely go off, guaranteed. Drop this in the middle of your 2000s hip-hop set. My man Webby. I-N-D-E-P-E-N-T-B, do you know about me? That's my shit, okay? If you're not already playing this, I forgot about it personally, so I figured I'd share it with you guys. Drop it in your hip-hop set. It's in the 90s. I think it's like 100. It is a fire, fire, fire track. Fire track. Like, literally. Like, it's a boosy beat. It goes in right away. Everyone's going to know it, Okay. Girls, I-N-D-E-P, like everybody, guys, like, I, I, shit would get me to dance. Drop that shit. Add it to your playlist, people. Trust me, trust me, trust me. But listen, it's the moment you've all been waiting for. 
I'm going to stand up for this shit. All right. So, open format wedding club DJ, YouTuber with 62,000 fucking subs. And well-deserved. His videos are fucking fantastic. Seriously, man. He's so good at fucking editing, and, and what he does is so, so fucking good. You may know him as Bayardo or just simply Bar. Please make some noise for my homie, the DJ Bar. Oh, are we live? Hello. What's good, bro? Can you hear me? I can hear you good. Oh, awesome. Thank you for Can having everybody me else here. Like I'm going to turn them up a little bit, so we're good. Let me know if you need me to turn on my mic. Should be good. Can everybody hear Bar okay? We should be good. Should be good. Thank you so much for coming. Ooh. Let me get some fire emojis if you can hear me. There it is. Fire emojis <laughs> if you can hear Bar. Fire emojis if we can hear Bar. Doing What's this remote up, shit. Thank you for, for having me on. I'm, I'm excited. Thanks for coming on, man. I'm, oh man, thank! I'm excited. I'm excited to talk to you. Here, man. It's been a while since we chatted. Yo, you, you you ready? You ready for this, bro? I've been practicing this really hard. You're gonna be proud of me, okay? Right? Okay. What's up, bros? What's happening? What's going on? Welcome back to the channel. Welcome back to the vlog, and more importantly, welcome back to Nick Spinelli's show. We got DJ Bar here on. <laughs> that's huh? it, that's the intro. It took me forever to come up with that. Now I see. Huh? It. I got it down. <laughs> <laughs> I love it though, man. I think it's uh, I think it's super super important to have like an intro like that. Um, yeah, the same thing I do like with what's up, people, and then I end it with a bon all that shit. You know, I just I just think it's important to have like symmetry like that. So, fucking love it, man. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you for coming on. I, I gotta admit, you know, um, I'm still like a baby YouTuber, or whatever. And I remember I appreciate you guys like. You know, in August, if you remember, remember we were kicking it at like the expo and shit. Like I was so, I was having so much fun. Like, you know, I, at the time I just started my YouTube channel, you know, I was a fucking, I wasn't shit and you guys kind of took me under your wing, you know, hung out and stuff and you know, didn't, uh, you know, there, there's, I got a whole list of fucking people bar that like you know, people that just kind of fucking like blew me off and was a dick to me until like all of a sudden, you know, now it's like, Oh, Hey, I want to be your friend now. You know what I mean? And you, uh, you and everybody Rick Webb and all those guys like, you guys are always super fucking cool and supportive and answered any questions I had when I was starting out, and I appreciate that, man. DJ Bar, everybody. Oh, my man. Help, but um, so if you guys aren't aware, uh, DJ Bar, me and him are in the same market. We work at uh, a lot of the same venues. Uh, our you know offices are in the same county in New Jersey, like super, super close and stuff. I wanted to ask you, dude, you got, you got a favorite venue in Jersey? Uh yeah, I got my I got a couple of favorites. My favorite one is probably uh, this one called Nanina's in the Park. That's probably one of my favorite wedding venues. Nanina's, huh? That's a yeah, long dance uh, floor. Yeah, I love it there, man. I, I I feel like venues have like some bad juju or something because sometimes I feel like every time I go to this venue, my weddings are like mad. So whenever I'm in Nanina's, it's always like a banger. Like it just never fails. The food's on point. And I've always equated to like maybe it's like on like a ancient Indian burial ground that it's just like the parties are always <laughs> mad here. But, Yo. Uh, but yeah, every time I'm at Nanina's, man, it's always like some next level shit. Shit that you like, you always remember that wedding. You're just like, damn, home yeah, run, I gotta home run. There's a couple of venues like that. You know what I think contributes to that, honestly? Have you noticed that like any venues where it's always a banger, it's always the venues where we get to set up on the actual dance floor. You know what I mean? Where like if you're not behind a table, you're not some fucked up spot, you're on the fucking dance floor. So for some reason it just works, you know? 
yeah, I, I, I always say it like this. It's like if the venue takes care of the DJ, then it's probably going to be a banger. Like, you know, the power situation is perfect. They give you enough room to set up, you know, everything that, you, you know, you can set up a big ass system there. And the dance floor is long, but it's not like it's not you know like super unmanageable it's like you could pack it out it's not crazy because i've i've been to other venues where it's like you know the size of a basketball court to dance floor, and it's like holy shit i hope they invited 500 people because otherwise this shit's gonna be you know even if you have 100 people it doesn't tickle the dance floor exactly i hate that yeah, it's kind of long and skinny so it's cool because like the crowd goes deep there so like you get you can get like a cool shot like behind your head while you're dj and it's just like like people for fucking days it looks like but it's like really like kind of like long and skinny yeah. So cool. So Nanina's. My mine's like Addison Park and Park Chateau. Those two, man, are fucking nuts. Always so, uh, Park I, I love Park Chateau. They're a sister company. I mean, uh sister uh venue to Nanina's. Mm-hmm. Um but Park Chateau it, it has that problem where it's a long dance floor. It's uh yeah. it's just it's a big so ass dance floor. Yeah, so I've had some rockin' weddings there, and I've had some Matt wedding dares. Um, also, that's like the quintessential wedding venue. I feel like Park Chateau is like the Jersey wedding venue. Um, and I feel like it's just it's so expensive for clients that they just can't afford to fill that room. It's like, have you ever looked at the pricing? It's like $300 a plate. Yeah, hell yeah. It's like three fifty a plate, <laughs> something like that. It's, it's insane. Yeah. You got to be bougie. It's definitely bougie. Yeah. But the food's bomb. The load-in is super fucking easy, which is like something I judge every venue by, by, you know. And then the place itself is super photogenic and whatnot, so you can get dope pictures. But but speaking yeah. about load-in, so that's basically – so what's the worst load-in for you? Because that's how I judge venues. The venues I hate have the worst fucking Ooh. load-ins. Like, I, I right base venues based on, how, based on how the maitre d' treats me. That That's how oh. I base my venues. Okay. Oh, so well, if they're yeah. assholes to me, then I don't I don't care how nice or how good the food is. You're like on my shit list. I was uh, just talking about that too. <laughs> worst worst venues would probably I mean as far as loading in is probably Lucian's Manor. That's probably one of the worst ones. Because you got to go through the kitchen. It's whack through the kitchen. And the problem is when you're doing your load in, like they're cooking and stuff through the back, and they get pissed off that you're walking through. But it's like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, you guys told exactly. me to come in through they that literally, door. yeah, you, you have to walk, you have to load in through the fucking thing, right? Yeah, you, you have to load in through the away. kitchen, but then they around. still, the cook still pissed off at you. Yeah, and I get it from his point. He's trying to do his job, but it's just like, bro, it's it's you're telling me to go through this way. <laughs> Can't do anything about it. Put my headphones back on. I'm getting this interview shit down, man. I don't know if there's a fucking uh, uh, how to prevent echoes and all this dumb shit. Um, oh, I thought that was me. I was. I'm over here juggling different controls. I'm like, what? What? I, I'm hearing myself echo. But now I think the headphones fixed it. So that was yeah. You. It's my fault because I had it on the outside. I'm a rookie. Okay. This is only fourth episode. We're figuring <laughs> it out, people. Okay, we're all eating this shit sandwich uh, together. Let me open um, up my chat again. I, I was. I had to shut off my chat. I'm like, oh man, I'm echoing. <laughs> yeah, no, no. We should be good now. It, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I made a rookie move. But uh, yeah, my, mine's one Atlantic. You ever been to one Atlantic? There's no worse no. load than oh, that. Oh, that's in Atlantic City, right? Yeah, it's at the Caesars Pier. If you guys yeah, have ever been to Atlantic yeah, City. Yeah. So I've heard nightmares about that venue. And I, I've talked to DJs who are like, we just won't won't ever DJ there just because the loading is crazy. 
it's the worst venue of all time. It yeah. really is. It, it, so you basically, it's at Caesars in Atlantic City, and you have to park in the parking garage, and you have to load in from the parking garage. So yeah. it, the load in is all the, the, and it's on the pier at Caesars. They have this pier that goes all the way out in the ocean, and it's all the way at the fucking end. So the load in is literally like a mile or two. It's like insane. You have to bring like four people, one person to sit with a car, one person to load, one person to help. Lo- like it's the worst shit ever. I, I, I literally double my price every time I get an inquiry, and I never book it. <laughs> On purpose. Yeah, uh, I've heard nightmares about that venue. I, I had I always talk to the the people I work with, like the roadies and everything, and then they're just like, "Yeah, any yeah. Atlantic City venue, they're just like, no way, it's not yeah. fucking worth it. It'll make it'll make you want to quit. <laughs> it, it's literally it's not DJ friendly, yeah. and they're all all the rooms are huge. It's just I don't know, it's yeah. fucking whack. But like, you never wanted to be a DJ. Like you kind of uh, you wanted to what? Like be a pilot? Like you're into like planes and traveling? Like. Uh, I mean, that's kind of how I got started. Like when I was all through high school, was, that was like kind of like the thing. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to be a pilot thing. I was always DJing, but I just never thought that DJing was going to be what I was going to be doing as my main source of income. Um, but uh, I started – my big attraction to it was just the buttons. You know, I was just like, oh, man, it's kind of like you're a pilot. So that was kind of like the gist of oh, it. But shit. obviously, I, I always wanted to – I always wanted to like perform and like be a DJ. I just thought it was cool. I thought the whole the whole scene was cool. Um, but when I was you know just first starting out in high school, I was like, I want to do clubs. I want to do that stuff. I I never cool everything. Shit. It feels like yeah, it feels like everything. I kind of fell into it. It was like it just kind of. I just got kind of pulled in. I I never really set out to be a wedding DJ, but somehow I ended up being a wedding DJ. It's just. It's, well, it's even, crazy how life is, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, even your YouTube, like, didn't you like start out like a travel blog? Like, you weren't like doing DJ shit at first, yeah, right? Like, you were so doing like travel stuff. With, exactly. So I was still obsessed with like airplanes and stuff like that. I was like, man, I want to. I was watching a lot of videos of like just travel vloggers, and I'm like, man, I can't fly the plane, so I might as well just be on a plane as much as I can. So I started traveling a lot, and I'm like, yeah, let me record this, but. I wasn't flying every weekend, you know, I didn't have money like that to be on a plane every weekend. So I'm like, what, what the fuck do I film? And to me, DJ was just rudimentary to me. You know, it was just something that I did. I, I never saw it as content because, and one of the things I learned during YouTube, the, the, your every day is like different to somebody else. To me, DJ was just, it was just the thing I did every weekend. It was no, it was just, you know, routine for me. Yeah. Every weekend I DJed, I was, I was doing that since, you know, since pretty much I left high school, I was pretty much booked every weekend. And uh, I just didn't think that was content. I was just like, that's just my life. That's just how I pay some bills. You know? well, uh, so I'm like, let me start filming this because I don't have anything else to film. And that's kind of how I fell into making DJ videos. Well, what did you start with, though? Like tip videos or vlogs for as, for, as far as like DJ shit? No, I, I never cared for making tip videos or anything like that. I just my 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 goal with my YouTube channel was just I want to make a video that people enjoy to watch. It was literally just I was chasing views, and I saw uh-huh. that the DJ videos were getting views, so I, I was like, let me make more of these and try to get more views, more subscribers. It, it, there's nothing self righteous about it. I have no, I never set out to like I'm gonna change the DJ world. I'm gonna. It was just a day in the life what I was filming really. Yeah, it's just interesting to me because like when you started your YouTube back in like I'm I'm think I'm assuming 2015, 2016ish something like that like yeah. right? Like there 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 was no DJ shit out there other than like the the cookie cutter vlogs like hi, my name's Nick with the SC event group and we're here live at so and so's wedding. Cut to the footage, you know, and that was it. There was no like your style like you were like I think you were the first, I don't know, was there anybody doing that? There was nobody doing that, but there was a reason why I, I kind of stumbled upon it. It was because 
I, I wasn't watching, I wasn't consuming DJ content. I already, I was already DJing and I was like, I, I didn't think I needed help. And I feel like that's the way a lot of DJs feel. I was DJing clubs and I was doing bars. I was doing lounges. It was just a thing I did. It, you know, whenever I needed help with something, it was just call a friend. I never really searched it. Like when I was first starting, I would look up controller reviews or something like that. But, yeah. you know, once I started doing clubs, it just wasn't a thing that I was consuming. I wasn't consuming DJ content. So I didn't have a template to follow. Um, I was just, I'm going to make travel vlogs. And then I was, you know, imitating the travel vloggers, but I took their editing style and I applied it to DJ content. And that's kind of how I ended up with what I do now with like my, 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 uh, my video style pretty much. Yeah, I love it, man. You, do, you use yeah. all these like you're you're advanced. I don't know how to like you got all these embedded effects and the and the uh, yeah. whatever. Like, what is it? Like the the the, the white noise, the, like the, that that shit you do in the beginning. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So a lot of it was just like you know, I had a bunch of effects, a bunch of it. Uh, I had just had a bunch of effects just because of DJ, and then I was also really into watching just. I was really into the YouTube community, just watching YouTubers, like the YouTubers that were hot at that time. So I was like, oh, I'm going to do what those guys do. So I was watching PewDiePie and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to make my video super jumpy and super choppy and super fast. Yeah, um, it, it was working because I, w I noticed that I, my rotation, my uh, retention rate was way higher. And people were like, you're obnoxious, you're this and that. And if you know me in real life, I'm a pretty laid back, quiet guy. But on the videos, I amp it up a lot. And it's just because when you're watching yourself back, you're like, damn, what the fuck? I look, I look dead. I look like somebody died. So, you know, there's like a fine balance that you have to find to, you know, when you're learning to talk to a camera. And eventually I kind of found my own groove about how to kind of amp myself up to sound crazy, but still sound normal. And it's a lot of it is a show. And a, a lot of YouTubers will tell you that. Yeah. And, and dude, you're smart, man. Like you said something in an interview back in 2016. It was a shitty ass interview with the worst audio ever. I could barely hear you speaking, but I, well, I was here. I don't know, some dude, but like, I have no idea who the guy was. Honest to God, I, I forget. But you said, you said, don't us underestimate the power of YouTube. It's unlike any social media. And that was in 2016. And you're absolutely fucking right. Like, I discovered yep. this way late. Like, I think the YouTube is like, like the road, like it, YouTube feeds everything. You know what I mean? If you, if you can do well on YouTube, then everything else kind of, it's like a trickle down effect. And I don't know, you kind of figured that out super early. It's crazy. 2016. Yeah. Yeah, I said that because YouTube really, really changed my life, man. Like, I, I can't say it enough. It's like I, I built a career pretty much off DJing because of YouTube, and it's all because of YouTube. And there's no because when I was a club DJ, I was I was never really at the level where I was like, you know, I was getting booked at like huge clubs. I was just like an average guy who was working every weekend, but I was never at that level where I was like the marquee guy. I was yeah. either like, you know, I was like, I was just in limbo. They would call me in. Hey, we got a big DJ uh, coming in. You come in and open this and that. Every yep. now and then I would get to headline when I had like, you know, younger guys. But I was never that like quintessential like nightclub DJ. I just never reached, reached that level, you know, like of like, you know, you're headlining Atlantic City or something like that. I was always the guy underneath, like big name and then the little guy underneath. That was always me. And I was just kind of in a rut. And I'm yeah. like, man, what the fuck? I'm just stuck. I'm I'm only DJing in Jersey. I'm still DJing in my same bubble. I just felt like I wasn't growing. And I was still getting the same, like, you know, I was getting 100 bucks for my Thursday nights, 200 bucks for Fridays, and then the occasional 300 bucks on Saturday. That's that's me. I was making like 500 bucks a week. But yeah. to me, that was good because I was in college. You know, I was young. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I, I just kind of started getting depressed. I'm like, damn, I'm just, I'm stuck. I'm in a rut. 
every week was the same thing. I was just going to the same bars, the same lounges, the same nightclubs every weekend. And I was just in a rut. So I'm just like, man, you know what? Let me do something else. So I was about to retire. So I started cutting. I went my, you know, I went from like having five residencies, three residency to two residency. And then I just had one just because I just wasn't seeking it out anymore. And I hated, I hated calling up promoters like, hey, yo, you got me for this weekend. I have an opening. I hated yeah. posting flyers on Instagram. I just, I was, I was really down and out on it. I hated getting bitched at for like, hey, where's your guest list? Where's this? Where's that? You know, why aren't you posting the flyers? And I was just like down on the whole industry. industry. And I'm just like, you know, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. It's not fun. So I started the YouTube thing and I, I told nobody about it. I was like, I'm just going to do YouTube and just, it's just going to be a little project, a little hobby of mine. And then it just kind of took off, man. I started getting sponsorships. I started getting asked to go DJ other places. It brought me back into DJ. And that shit I never had before. I was never getting sponsored. I was never getting free shit when I was a nightclub DJ. I was never f- flown out to go anywhere. That just that shit didn't happen. And then I start the YouTube channel in an effort to stop DJing. And it just fucking blows me up even more. So. YouTube it's crazy. It's crazy, man. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Yeah. I, how do you like with all that? You know what I mean? Uh, comes the haters. Like, how do you deal with all that? You know, like how, what's your philosophy when it comes to like the so hate before before when I first started, it would like it would really and it gets to me. I'm not going to lie to you. It, it fucking gets to me. Like I read all the comments. People always give me shit because I don't respond or whatever. But I read every single comment. But it's just like I. I can't be like I get things like, "Hey, I'm DJing this party. What would you play?" I'm like, "Bro, I got my own fucking weddings to worry about. I I can't be worried about you like your fucking weddings." Yeah. So yeah, yeah, and people same. give me shit because I don't <laughs> respond, and it's just like I'm not trying to be a dick, but I have my own issues. Um, yeah. And you know, as far as the haters go, um, it, it gets to me, bro. It, it it without a doubt, it gets to me. But I'm just. Before I would, you know, I would clap back. I would even make videos. I would like clap back at them. Then I yeah. got to the point where I'm just like, oh, fuck it. You know, I don't care. And now I'm at the point where like if you say something bad to me, like even the slightest thing, you're you're blocked. Like I, I just straight up block people all. Like if you, you should see my block. Oh, because the littlest thing you say to me and if I take it the wrong way, you're, you're blocked. That's it. Like, no I, I'll shit. never hear from you. Yeah. So you should see my block list, dude. Like even if it's like a like like maybe something not too crazy i'll just block you <laughs> i'll just block you just in case you've you yeah. barely crossed the line i haven't blocked anybody yet that's crazy oh, no, I block people all day every day i wake up i check my comments and i'm like yeah if you if you say the little slightest thing to me i'll just block you i'm just like whatever i started the uh i started like a hater of the week i haven't had a, a solid hater in a while but uh you know i started like just kind of honoring them and like just flaming them or whatever but then like you get some that. people <laughs> Yeah, it's fun, but like yeah. then you get some people. It's like, oh, you're bullying. I'm like, they're fucking bullying me first. I don't, yeah. I don't throw the first punch. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's like, don't, don't. You're, you're appropriating bully culture or whatever. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole DJ world is like toxic, especially when you get to like the older guys. Like, I, I would sometimes be like your mother or some shit like that. They would get so <laughs> offended, bro. They would get so offended. My mother go, died in the seventies. They they would they would go talk shit to me on like DJ forums. So I just like you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm just like block block. Like I, I just it would I would just add fuel to the fire. I just stopped yeah. caring. Now I'm just like block. You should see my block list though. It's it's really long. 
<laughs> I would love to see that. My blacklist yeah. only has like those stupid spam comments you get. You know, it's like, oh, uh, yeah. it's like a point of the video, and then it's like, click here or some shit. It's like, give yeah. yourself a virus. www.giveyourselfavirus.com or some shit. Yeah. Um, no, if you look, if you look at my recent comments, it's like squeaky clean. It's all love for DJ Bar nowadays. It's a, it's a dictatorship there. That's a- <laughs> funny as shit um well we got some good news uh in our area like uh like jersey and uh, uh new york and connecticut it's all pretty much gonna be 100 percent open by the 19th of may i believe for everybody do you think uh future's bright here in 2021 for weddings and shit you think uh you think it's just gonna i mean you run into any like rough venues have you been to the clark's landing spots um so yeah i've run into rough venues but honestly speaking man i felt like I didn't really, as far as COVID goes, I didn't. I really didn't notice like much of a difference. Like I noticed smaller parties. I noticed the outside parties, but yeah. Honestly speaking, man, since I've been back, it's been business as usual. It's like I never missed a step, really. Um, so I've had venues where you know they're like, you know, you can't dance in very strict venues, and you know it's their house, their rules. I I don't. I just I don't try to fight them. Like I feel like I, I've I've. I've done that so much that I really know how to approach every situation. Like before, when I first started, I would like fight venues. I would be like, oh, you know what? Stick it to the man. But now I'm just like, your house, your rules. Um, but how do you how do you handle that with a couple, though? Are you making it aware to them? Because that was my thing. Yeah, it's like, it, it's like I, I venues will sugarcoat up. it. Yeah. No, I All tell right. them straight up. I tell them straight up. Um, and, and it's 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 the best thing you could do. Uh, try to be as transparent as you can to your couples. Um. I do my research. I'll check with uh, the other guys. I'm like, hey, have you been here? What's it like? Are they super strict? And I'll tell my, I'll tell my couples, listen, they're not gonna let me dance, you guys. Or I'll check in with them during dinner. I check in with my couples periodically throughout the night, and I tell them, hey, here's a situation. There's really nothing I can do. Uh, the venue at the end of the day, they, they they have so much control. It's like people don't understand. Like sometimes. Couples want to talk to me about timeline, and I'm just like, listen, you're talking to the wrong guy because I, I have no say in that. The venue's going to be fucking up my ass if I, you know, dis- disobey what they say. So Literally. now I just obey the venue. So if, y- yes, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> no problem. It sucks. They got us by the balls because, like, all they got to say during their sales meeting is like, hey, listen, just yeah. don't hire this DJ. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and they're not hiring them, you know. And and that's like, the thing. I I the the thing is, it's my bride and groom is probably once. I'll probably never see them again. The venue, mm-hmm. I know I'm gonna be back there eventually. I just know it, you know. Um, yeah. So I I just rather stay under good graces because you know, you know how it is when you're on somebody's shit list. The venues will let you have it, you know. And you know I have some venues that just they, they don't like me. <laughs> uh, Same. But, you know I've calmed down now. I'm just like you know what? Yes, sir. No problem. See, you're just chilling in your old age. See, you're just blocking the haters. You're calming down. You're not arguing with venues no more. Look at you. You're grown. Well, I know how to handle the situations now because I do yeah. it so much. Now I'm just like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose the battle, you know? Yeah, exactly. So. Well, how... Um how, how have you been like the last 2020? Like, how'd you get through and everything, man? I, I uh, you know, I, I know we didn't talk too much. We're both going through our own yeah. shit, I'm sure. But like, what, what, what have you been doing? Like when, it, when the shutdown happened, like, what were you up to? Yeah. So when the shutdown happened, you know, I, I was nervous. I was a little bit on edge, um, you know, because I was doing refunds, deposits, dealing with cancellations, postponements. So True. it wasn't fun. Um Looking back in hindsight, I feel like I was a little bit overstressed 
I feel like I should have just took some time off because really my my downtime was only from March until August. And then August, they gave the green light to have some sort of events. So yep. I was back to work. And then uh, I worked all through August through December. And then there was, you know, a, a, during the holidays, they did another shutdown more or less. And December and January, that's kind of like the last of it. Then February started and I was back to work. So mm -hmm. for me, really, the like the, 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 the crazy part was only during between March and August. Um, that was really like at its peak. And I, I I wish looking back, I wish I would have just calmed down and just said, hey, just give yourself some time off. Like, just fucking chill. Because I, yeah. I felt like I was always on it. I felt like I'm like, all right, I got to find some way to make money. So I started like focusing more on YouTube. I'm like, you know, I was just scrambling, I felt like. And I wish I would have just told myself, dude, you're probably never going to have like another six months off ever in your life. So just fucking take a month and don't do shit. I wish I would have did that to myself because Every week I felt like, all right, what's the hustle this week? How can I make some money? So, you know, it was just, it was, that, I felt like I was always on. I felt like I didn't stop. And I wish I would have told myself, yo, relax. It's going to be okay. Don't do anything. <laughs> That's, it's a lot of stress. It's a lot of yeah. fucking stress. I was worried about you for a second uh, when we were done because I remember there was some point I almost checked up on you, but then you filmed the video because like for a second, you didn't post a video for a minute. And yeah. I'm like, man, should I check on Bar? Like, I haven't seen because I'm because I'm doing yeah. my thing, and I always kind of like see what everybody else is doing, da da da. And I'm like, damn, like, where's Bar at? You know? Yeah. I guess you're dealing so, with postponements, like. No, so when COVID started, I was like, all right, YouTube is gonna be my main source of income. Yeah. So I w I went crazy. I started uploading almost every day, every single day. You know, it kind of became a meme. I remember even like Jay Bug. I think I think he's in the chat. They they would always crack jokes. He's like, "Bar's gonna make a video on that. Bar's gonna make a video on that." It was they were kind of just joking <laughs> that I was making so many videos. So I I, I did a month where I did like twenty five videos, and yeah. I got paid eight hundred dollars for yeah. the the, the twenty five videos, which gotcha. is crazy because I was making fifteen hundred for four videos a month. So really? I was just, yeah, I was making 1500 for four videos a month. So How? YouTube, because the ads, there was no ads. So, you know, when COVID first hit, there was no ads. So if there's no ads, you're, you can't get paid. That's true. So basically the way YouTube works is like, uh, they're like companies are like, okay, here's this money. We expect it on so many channels. YouTube is going to go to their, like their top tier channels and then it'll kind of trickle down to the smaller channels until they get to you. Yeah, but if there is no ad, then you know the the bigger channels are gonna get their share, but it might not get trickled down to you. It might stop at like a hundred thousand subs. All right, money's money's all the funds are out. There's nobody. There's no left for the lower guys. Because everybody so, cut their advertising budgets because of COVID. Exactly. And shit. So yeah. I was I was making videos and I was just like, damn, I just made so many fucking videos and got paid eight hundred bucks for it, which was I thought I was gonna be making like I was like, damn, I'm about to be balling. But yeah. it, it didn't turn out that way. So I just kind of got discouraged. So I'm like, you know what? I, I made I made pretty much like three months, four months worth of content. So I'm just going to take a little break. But I started another YouTube channel. I started a gaming channel. And oh, I, I didn't see that. that. Yeah, I didn't announce it because the thing with YouTube is like you want to try to grow it as organically as possible. Because um, if you tell your friends, all right, hey, I'm going to start a new channel. They're going to subscribe, but then your analytics are going to be all fucked because they're going to be like, I'm a DJ. I don't watch video games. I'm not interested in this. So I was just trying to grow it organically, but I, completely I, I tried agree. it for a month. I tried it for a month and it, 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 it was it's just it's so hard, man. It's so hard starting from the bottom. What were you playing? Like what game? 
uh, I was playing some PS4. I was playing Ghost of Tsushima. My goal was like, okay, new uh, new consoles are coming out. What's so that? I was like, I'm gonna do. Um, it, it was like this uh, RPG. I really like RPG, so I oh, like okay. I like long in depth games like that. Um, so my goal was like, yeah, you know, new consoles are coming out, so I'm gonna be making reviews on consoles and that. That was like my whole thing. But then in August, it's like, hey, it's time to get back to work. <laughs> Just like fuck. Yeah. Back to the DJ thing. <laughs> So, yeah, I think it's that, interesting that's though. I took, off. I took I took off during June, so May, April, May, March. I was going heavy with the videos, and then yeah. June. That's when I took off. Yeah, it was yeah. like so much, and then it stopped. I was like, man, should I check off bar? But that's interesting yeah. because like when you started your channel, I saw that you did the same thing. Like when you started a DJ channel, you didn't tell nobody. You just like totally built it from the ground up organically. Like that's like that's balls, yeah. but it's the right way. That's, I agree. That's I wish I did that. Of, yeah, it's like that's the best thing you could do is cause this like organic growth. Cause then like your analytics makes sense. Um, because mm -hmm. if you, if you like post it everywhere, you're going to get people who just naturally, you know, they just might like you, but they just might not like your content. You know? So it's, it's different. Yeah, I agree. You yeah. know, and that's why you, you'll see some channels that'll have, you know, 15, 20,000 subs, but only getting a couple hundred views per video. And then, you know, every other thing, it, it's like views per video based on subs. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Dang engagement that's what's up though that's what's up that's fucking nuts man you uh yeah. so you got back to work in august kept it moving and then uh and it's gonna be a bright 2021 i'm pretty excited what's it, it like it, working I, for posh oh i love working for posh um yeah i love the staff there you know everybody everybody's so cool there and i i hang out with those guys so um i love working there yeah and yeah. i kind of again i it's something that i stumbled upon because of youtube um so when I, when I started doing the mobile things, I was like, okay, um, since I'm going to be in um, a wedding DJ now, I guess I have to be bar entertainment. And I kind of did it as a joke, as like a meme, like on some Dogecoin shit. It was just, <laughs> all right, I was the club guy, but now I want to do weddings. So, you know, I got I to gotta change my name to bar entertainment. So I just kind of yeah. posted a little, and it was literally like a club looking flyer that I posted. I'm excited to announce that this is bar entertainment. This was like back in 2015, like around when I started my YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah. So for all your wedding needs, look no further than bar and i had no idea dude i was just making videos on online i was making you know gig logs of uh, my my weddings that i was doing at the time and then once uh they posted um they posted an ad on a group on one of the facebook groups posh did and then some it was one of my viewers they tagged me they were like bar aren't you in jersey why don't you go check this out and, oh wow uh, I, I applied and that's how i got kind of got the job like, how do they work, though? Like, because I heard it's kind of interesting. I heard they have, like, don't you guys have, like, roadies that set up and you just show up, like, Tiesto with your laptop? Is that is that true? Like, how, how do they work as a company? Um, yeah, so you can do it that way. Um, but not every not every DJ is like that. Um, it, it's based oh. on your pay rate. So if you want roadies, you're, it comes out of your pay. Gotcha. Yeah, so but see, like me, I, I, I like, I love this shit. Like, I, I, I've... I love the gear. I love being around it. Like I, I, I just like it. So for me, I'm just like, just give me my, my roadies to help me. But um, you know, I can, I can, you know, I'll set up two speakers in my facade all day. Um, no problem with me. But some guys just like to leave at the end of the night. Hmm. So you can yeah. literally. So you have the option in that company to like not touch a single piece of equipment. Just show up, set up your laptop, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, they got it down, man. It's a well-oiled machine. Yeah, they got the guys. They they'll come in and um, 
well they have like head roadies though that's what they call it so you have your roadies and then you have a head roadie so head roadie would pretty much take the role of the main dj if he leaves the head roadie's like okay we got to get this stuff ready for the dj and then you just the dj shows up and um pretty much just looks over everything make sure everything's okay and then you know we do the party do they stay for the whole party the roadies so yeah. sub roadies don't the main roadies do so the okay. head roadie is going to be usually the guy who works the lights he's usually going to be the guy who works your audio um it might also be the photo booth attendant um but sometimes we mm. have assistants um like let's say for example I, I they call it opting out so like you you you, you opt out you don't want to set up equipment um, then they would have to hire a third guy. The third guy leaves, and then um, he comes back after after the uh, the event is over, just to pack up and whatnot. Exactly. What about like equipment? Like, do you own your own stuff? Do they have it? Like, you can. Again, it's all based on pay rate. So um, if you own your own equipment, then you'll 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 be at a higher pay rate. If oh. you don't own your equipment, they can provide it for you, but you'll be at a lower pay rate. Is there like a standard? Like, do you have to have like this type of speaker, this type of whatever, or it's just like, yeah, absolutely. They're very strict. That's why. That's why a lot of guys like when when guys get hired, it's very difficult for them to move up because, you know, um, they won't allow a shitty microphone. Like, you have to have the thousand dollar microphone. That they're like, it's just everything has to be streamlined. Yeah, straight up. I know yeah. you guys use RCF yeah. too because uh, my RCF people say that they uh, send a lot of RCFs uh, posh way. Towards your yeah, way and whatnot. Yeah, they love. They're all about RCF. They love it. They love RCF, bro. It's the best. The shit. The shit will rattle your balls. You guys, you've been using <laughs> those nine thousand fours, right? <clears throat> I have no idea. I don't use RCF. Oh, you don't use RCF. What do you use? I use JBL. <clears throat> oh, that's that's cute. Yeah, that's cute. No, I I like RCF. One second. <clears throat> Can you hear me? Uh, not yet. Me? I can hear you. Yeah. Hold on. Sorry about that. I unplugged my. Here, switch your mic again. I think you're. Nah. I can't hear you. I can barely hear you, Bar. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Hold up. Can you hear me now? Oh, now I can hear you. Now I can hear you. Now I can hear okay. you. Right there. Yeah. Sorry about that. I uh, I uh I pulled the cable and I accidentally unplugged my mic. Oh, it happens to the best of us. At least it wasn't yeah. <laughs> during the first dance. <laughs> no, 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 never that. <laughs> so, that. so that's interesting. I'm just being nosy. Okay, so you got roadies. You have the option of equipment based on pay. What about like the MC DJ structure? Is it like one guy that runs the whole show? Like when you are when you do a posh wedding, do you run the entire show? Or like are you just the MC or just the DJ? All right, so that's, that's one thing that I love about posh. And kind of like it's kind of li- – solidified the way i was working because that's the way i was working before so at posh the dj is the mc there is no two guys and what i remember when i was doing nightclubs bro i hated mcs i fucking hated them because they would always talk over like the drop they would always talk over like a sweet mix i'm like damn bro i was just working on that in my bedroom and you just talked all over you you fucked it up yeah exactly uh, i i just hated mcs man i hated mcs and i remember i went to my friend's wedding and I got a bad picture of what a wedding DJ was. I'm like, man, I, I never want to be a wedding DJ just because, you know, they were out there like they were grabbing grandma. Come on, grandma. Come do the cha-cha slide with me. And I'm just like, I don't want to do that. I, and that when I was doing weddings, that's not what I was doing. And then when I got hired at Posh, I was like, how do you guys do it? Like, do you get because I always thought that's the way weddings work. They had an MC and 
when I talk to couples, I assume that's how most of them think it is because I think that's how most weddings operate. Yeah. They're like, so is it going to be a two-man team? And I'm like, it's going to be a two-man team, but I'm going to be kind of like the main guy. So um, when I started working for Pause, I saw that they were doing that as well. And I'm like, okay, so this is – people can do this. So um, they just kind of solidified that it's, it is possible because – with me, I I want to be in charge of it all. Like I just I want to do everything. Like I, if I could, I wish I was I could clone myself. Because sometimes I'm like, man, I I, I want to do everything. Um, I, I completely but I agree. I can't because well, we're working with the couples. Like you know what I mean. We yeah. know everything. Like why? Like it, otherwise, if there's two people, the two people aren't working yeah. with a couple. One is so yeah. now we're like telling them what to play yeah. or telling them what to say on the mic, and it sometimes doesn't translate yeah. well. Like shit could go wrong, you know. Like yeah, and I just I I hate depending on people. I'm just like man. Where's another one of me? I just like I'm so dependable. I'm like I show up on time. I, I I set this shit up. You know I'm like I'm like go me. I want another one of me, but I can't. You know I, it's so hard. Um, it's so funny that you mentioned though that like you went to a DJ, like went to a wedding, like your friend's wedding. You saw a DJ, and it's like oh my god, I never want to be a, a wedding DJ. Like that's why yeah. I started my channel. That's why I started doing shit because like yeah. I realized that you don't have to do the. 1999 wedding style anymore yeah. and it was, it'll work and it's like nobody really knows that so it's like I, I wanted to kind of like scream from the mountaintops like you can mix you don't have to MC every five seconds you don't have to be corny you don't have to play line dances I swear <laughs> it, it'll work yeah <laughs> you know? um, so with me man I just kind of jumped in the deep end I just kind of I, I, I followed no structure because to me I didn't know about Posh I didn't know about SCE I, I didn't know about any of that I was just going to do my own thing making little YouTube videos it wasn't until I met Posh that I was like, holy shit, there's a whole world out there of like weddings, of yeah. like specific wedding DJs. And then I started joining the Facebook groups and it was just like, I'm like, oh my God, this is like a big industry. When I was doing it, I was just like, it's just guys working out of their garage and you know they have their nine to five and then on Saturdays they go do a wedding. That's how I thought it worked. I had mm -hmm. no idea that you could do this full time. I was just like, oh my God, this is... This is for real. I didn't know that, that, that well, there were companies who booked like 500 weddings. I'm like, I didn't even know there was 500 weddings happening. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, and everyone will tell you too back in the day, like DJing isn't a real job. Like I, I got told that by everybody. It's not a real job. It's not a real job. You better go to college. You better plan for your future. You're not going to do – we just going to just play the YMCA for a living. Like, all right. Yeah. I don't know. But it is. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's so funny because like, you know, my, my, my parents – I'm – my my parents are immigrants, so you know they have that mentality. Like you either are a doctor, engineer, or mm -hmm. you know you got to have some sort of that. Otherwise, you're not successful. Yeah, and you know sometimes I, I feel like my parents don't understand what I do. They just like I feel like it's just it's such a weird job. Um, sometimes my mom will be like, "So when are you going back to college?" And I'm like, "Mom, I I make a really decent decent living. Like I don't think you I don't think she realizes how much money. Not to brag, like this is a humble brag, but I make decent money and I make I make really good money DJ. And I I feel like they just don't understand that. I'm like, "Mom, I probably make as much as like uh, you know, like an engineer." <laughs> it that's that's how good this is, you know? Literally, uh, before yeah. my dad died, I had the same conversation. He's like, Nikki, like, why don't you know, you could still go to the Marines. Like, yeah. just go to the Marines, Nikki, be a Marine, yeah. you know, do, do the thing. Cause that's what he did and all that. I'm like, yeah. pop, I'm, I'm making great money. Promise. Don't worry. Like it's working yeah. out, you know, it's a shame. Yeah. The only Old thing school. is, um, I do believe there's a, there's an expiration date that comes with us. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's the only thing I'm scared about. 
So I think about it all all the time. I'm like, okay, what's going to be my next move? What's going to be my next move? So right now, like, goal is to pile up money. Same. Because, Do you have a plan? Um, I, I, I know I know I'm going to eventually need to leave. I, I know I won't be able to do it forever. Yeah. Um, I just did a Sweet 16 this weekend, and it was it was rough. How was uh, that? Was, Tell me, because I got a problem next week. Yeah, yeah. So I just did a Sweet 16, and they were like the requests, and I was like, you know, I was playing like Pop Smoke, and I was I was playing like the mainstream hip-hop songs, but that's yeah. not what they want. And I'm just out of touch with that music. So um, it, it just like the older I get, the more difficult that that becomes. And I know, like right now, I'm like the age to be doing weddings because like the people getting married are my age. Mm-hmm. I know like in 20 years from now, that might not be the case because, you know, the people getting married are probably going to be, you know, they're, they're going to be like 2010s babies. You know, <laughs> they're going to be babies born right now. Literally. And it's just like I'm, I'm going to be like, I don't know this fucking music. Like, I, I just don't get it anymore. So uh, my, my plan is to find an exit strategy. So. I, I'll probably look into like real estate or something like that. Um, I just don't know, but I, I I am a firm believer that there is an expiration date, and I'm a firm believer that you should go out while you're on top, not while you're like, oh man, that that guy's really fucked this guy's wedding up. Like, you know, I I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy who uh, holds on to the glory days for too long. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, maybe when I'm 50, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll look great, and I'm like, you know what? I can, yeah. st- I still got another few years, but like, I-, I definitely have the same mentality. And like, it's getting tough with these parts. Like, is it like at the Sweet 16? Like, is it what my biggest fear was? I was talking about this like at another show. Like, I, you know, my biggest fear is that they want all this TikTok bullshit, and they only know the 15 second portion of the song that was in the TikTok. So like, even when you play the TikTok songs, you got to be in and out in 15 fucking seconds. Like, and it's like, all right, now the song sucks. Play the next one. And like, what do you fucking, what, what do you do? you know yeah i mean the problem is well the problem i had at this sweet 16 was like you know i always ask for a playlist like give me a god like i I can take you guys i can have i can give you a good party that's that's no question about it even if i play my music the music that i like i know i can rock your party that's not the problem problem is the request if you give me no no heads up you know beforehand and then you know during the party you're coming up to me with all these requests and i just have no idea what the hell you're talking about i'm just going to like I, i've been doing this for so long and and i'm not a good like i get sometimes uh emails about hey you want to promote this it's a great way to kind of take requests i'm like bro i don't want to take requests at all ever ever in my life i hate requests i'm that dj oh I you got that email too that request pro shit i said the bro, same thing i hate I, requests i'm, I'm not I'm doing like, that bro, i'm not encouraging requests at any of my events Fuck yeah that. i want my bride and groom to give me 20 songs and that's it yeah uh, it's like so easy you could text and it'll come to your phone i'm like that sounds awful yeah. that sounds absolutely terrible why would i ever i'm I don't sorry want to so at this 316 you know they're coming up to re- with requests and i'm like i don't i don't know what you're talking about i just i don't know i don't know and i just tell them i'm like i'm sorry i don't have it because back in the day i would like open up a, a tab and i would go look for it but nowadays i'm like bro i'm rocking this party like fuck off you know yeah <laughs> i just I, I it's like an arrogance that i built up for doing it for so long i'm like bro look at the dance floor it's you, you don't need a request right now go away yeah <laughs> or it's that thing where you play a song that's a banger like pop smoke or something it's a straight up banger and then they turn around and they're just like no don't play i'm like bitch oh, i played this at a worst. club the other night you don't know shit about music you're 16 fuck you that's the thing like, and i get they so mad they, know, they think they know what's what's hot at clubs and i'm like, like you don't know shit yeah yeah like this would work anywhere you don't know shit about life kid okay yeah. grow up <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but no man I, i'm a i'm i'm the i'm that dj with all the stickers like i'm that stereotypical dj i hate requests i hate being bothered like when i'm djing bro i zone out i'm just like 
Yeah. Let me do my thing. Like, don't get away. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same way. Let me plan ahead of time for requests, and then that's it. Yeah. Every once in a while, you get a request for a banger, but usually yeah. it sucks, and I have to be like, oh, I'll see if I have it. And now I got to tell a white lie, you know? It's- Bro, I get in such a bad mood. Like when people, when I'm DJing, people are like talking to me, like, like tapping me. I'm just like, bro, don't poke the bear when I'm DJing. I, I take it so serious, dude. I'm just like, dude, I'm 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 doing something. Can't you see? <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I had a dude come up to me uh, at my Saturday wedding. He asked like for a slow song, and I'm like, all right, I'll try and get it on for you. And he's like, all right, well, can you also dedicate it to Debbie and uh, because it's our? I'm like, yeah, I'll I'll try. No, I'm not. I wanted to just say fuck you, but I didn't I didn't know who he was. I just want to say no straight up. But I was like, I'll try, I'll try, I'll try. Sure enough, comes back in. He got. I'm like, Bro, did you tip I me, was, bitch? I once had a I once had a a guest at a wedding. I guess she was supposed to be part of the bridal party or whatever, and then like I don't know for some reason she didn't want to do the bridal party thing. She gave me this speech. She was like, "Can you read this? It's an apology to the bride and groom why I couldn't be in their bridal party." And I'm like, "What? Are you out your mind? I'm not reading this." <laughs> and it was. <laughs> What do you mean? So she wouldn't even like be a part of the ceremony, walking down or anything no, like no, that? No, no. I guess they asked her to be part of the bridal party or whatever. She did. She said, "I guess no, right?" Oh, so, so I she guess already she told him bad. no, and yeah, she yeah. felt bad. Oh. And she felt bad, and then she gave me this speech. She was like, "Can you read this at some point? It's an apology to the bride and groom, and it pretty much says why I couldn't be part of their bridal party." I'm just like, "Why? I don't want to interact with guests, dude. I just like, I'm I'm here to do a job." <laughs> It's terrible. And, and it's the worst yeah. when people come up and like request a song that like is totally opposite of what you're playing and the dance floor is packed and they're like, why wouldn't, we, why wouldn't you play that? It's like, how selfish are you? Yeah. Like the, everything's great. People are dancing, having a great time. It's not your wedding. How are you going to ask me for a fucking like some like off the wall shit that like won't work and clear my shit? Like how the, the balls, the yeah. balls, selfish. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, man. Try. it's it's. It's all in the job, but um, but yeah, I mean, uh, that's just not for me. I'm not uh, I- I'm not that sweet sixteen DJ or anymore. I just I'm not. I'm petrified of this problem, man. I'm so scared, bro. I'm gonna yeah. be so fucked. I know it. I don't even know because well, it took a year off thing, too. It, it, there's safety in numbers, so if you have like a big prom, it's like you know it's whatever. Um, yeah. The problem is if you have a small prom, you know that's when it's that's when it's rough. Yeah, it's pretty big. I, I mean, I should be okay. It's just you don't like. I every year shit changes. So like now we skipped a year. So now it's two years without knowing like what's yeah. cool to these people. You know. So yeah. Figure it the fuck I'm out. Try to I get guess. a list. Try to get a list. I try to get a list from SB16. They were like, "Oh, we'll just ask you for requests when the party comes." And I was just like, "All right, but I'm gonna be saying no. If I don't yeah. have it, I don't have it." I'm gonna be using BeatSource the whole time. Hopefully, BeatSource has it. I could just stream it. Fuck it. Worst yeah. case, well, if not, your beat. Yeah. You know, you could always search B-Source. Yeah. I used to do that. I used to like go look for the tracks, you know, just to be the, be a good guy. But now it's just like, if I don't have it, I don't have it. <laughs> have you tried B-Source yet? Like, what do you think of all the streaming stuff? Yeah. So I was actually one of their beta testers, uh, B-Source, but uh, they didn't have Serato integration. So I kind of, I didn't really get to, you know, test it out as much as I did. So I don't really know too much about it. It's cool, man. They, yeah. uh, they're a full DSP, just like Spotify and Apple Music. Uh, they have like three million something songs now where like it's integrated with Serato. If you have it turned on, you click the little B right by the search bar and you can search their whole library if you're connected to the internet. Yeah. There's an offline locker now uh, where you can store songs offline for like oh shit moments. But like honestly, this doesn't really, it's not nece- you know, too super necessary because you're still using a hard drive. Uh, and yeah. there's really good curated playlists. Like all their playlists are fire. Yeah. So like, 
I don't know. I've been fucking yeah, with all their lists. Uh, their sister company is DJ City, so you know, I, yeah. I assume it's it's fucking bangers. Well, they got the rights for intro edits and shit too. So you, so there's gonna they're starting uh, to trinkle those in, yeah. like all the like, edits. When, I, when they when they when they told me to be a beta tester for it, that was an issue I brought up. I was like, you you don't have intro edits. I was like, man, that kind of blows. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess they I guess they updated it. Um, I haven't tried the Serato update. Um, I just oh, I you didn't go to two five yet? No. Oh, you'll like it. No. Yeah, it's pretty, I got to try. Sweet. Yeah, it's, it's a whole just, new layout. You know, yeah, whenever whenever uh, you know, I'm just just DJing. You're just like in the mindset. Never update. Never update. <laughs> never uh, update totally. See, I'm the opposite. I always update right away because yeah. I'm scared if I don't update, it's gonna fuck up. I'm literally yeah. the exact opposite. I'm scared of not updating because, uh, like, then it's see, that one thing, you know? I'm one of those DJs where I'm like, okay, uh, it's been, like, a year, two years maybe, and, uh, all right, it's time to do it because it seems like everybody's good to go. Oh, my God. Yeah. Bro, I know DJs who are still using Scratch Live that are just, you know, I, I'm not that bad. But, well, that, uh, but yeah. That was the greatest just, program ever. Yeah, man. Plug and play. Miss well, those days. Speaking about Serato, do you have your Serato up? Give me uh, g- give me the top five most played songs. Let me let's hear okay. it. Okay, organized so, by uh, play count. I, I I did that for you, and I realized something. The metadata stores to the track. Yes, I did not know that because there's some songs on here that I never played that say have a thousand plays, ninety nine nine nine. Oh, you think it's skewed? Yeah, so it's not right. Well, why would uh, it have a thousand plays? Because it, let's say somebody gives you like a a crate. Um, if you, it, it's, I think the metadata saves onto the track. Like if I were to give you my levels right now, cause I play levels at every wedding. Okay. I think, I think those plays would carry over to you. Oh, so you're saying if you got a track from someone else, it had plays already. You didn't yeah. know you got tracks from other DJs. Yeah. Um, so cause when I organized this, um, my top played song is Chris Brown Loyal Moomba Edit. And it's there's just no way. Ten uh thousand nineteen <laughs> plays. Damn. I d I didn't even know I had that song. I don't have anything so, over like a hundred plays really, hundred and twenty five plays. That's like my most plays. Yeah, so that's what I'm telling you. The numbers are, are skewed. Do you see anything that's accurate up there? Like what like other than I guess so levels is up there? That that's what I did. I'm like, okay. I know levels has to be number one. There's just no way about it because okay. I play the shit. Because I play levels twice at a wedding. I play it for my introductions, and then oh. I usually play it like peak hour. Levels is my background song. Like when you so first when start I, your intros? Yeah. So like when it's time for intros, I, I play levels, and it just kinda, it's just kind of like a music bed that I use kind of to get people hyped. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So um, usually when levels hits, that's like, boom, it's my cue to go. What? Well, like what just off sub what are your intros like like what do you like say uh usually no, nothing crazy bro i say good evening ladies and gentlemen welcome to our celebration no i usually I, I i usually shout out the name of the venue so i'll say welcome ladies and gentlemen to the beautiful park chateau for our celebration this evening tonight of course in celebration insert name here uh-huh and then i say um what are you <laughs> do, do you do Hold the on, randy bartlett do you do the Randy Bartlett where like you just say welcome to this celebration and then people clap on their own or do you ask for a round of applause? Oh, I ask for it. I'm like, let me hear you. Let me hear you make some noise for our brand for our newlyweds tonight. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I so I usually do that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I go on. So I say good evening, this gentlemen. Welcome to the beautiful Park Chateau tonight. Of course, in celebration of Mike and Jess. 
I need to hear you guys make some noise for our newlyweds tonight. And then they usually go, all right, but um, it's going to be a party tonight. Okay. But before we get into <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then I usually say, like, oh, yes, I can feel it. It's going to be a party tonight, like, depend depending on how loud it is. If it's not too loud, then I'm like, no, you guys got to do better or some shit like that, you know. Okay, but all I'm right. like, oh, I can feel it. It's going to be a party tonight. But before we get into any of that, let's uh, welcome our very esteemed guests. So please direct your attention toward our grand entrance way. And then I'll just go down the name. And then you move. I don't, I, I don't do any shit. I like that. Yeah, I like that. I, I don't do any shit at all. Um, so, yeah, Levels is playing in the background while I do that. Gotcha. Yeah. And then you go into the intros and then whatever songs they picked out exactly yeah um so after levels being my number one let me uh rearrange it number two was i kind of pop i love it um and this is just because i do a mix with it there's like a mix i made going into reload with this uh okay and i was doing that at clubs like when like when i when this came out it was like you know it was like that whole era of like swedish house like uh um to called like uh uh, progressive house pretty much. 2014 yeah, yeah yeah so i would so i would do this at clubs all the time too whenever yeah. i was like peak hour set i'm like okay um you know do calling do reload so i do uh i kind of pop and then i usually mix that in with reload obviously nice. levels and then number three is september which makes sense because september is a staple i thought uptown funk was going to be on here because i play that a lot but i yeah. realized uptown funk is also on the do not play a lot so yeah. I'm like, okay, so that makes sense why it's not on there. Uh, so uh, September is number three. And then We Found Love. We Found Love is a staple because um, that's usually how I start off my peak hour set. Um, oh, you start with that song? Crowd. Yeah, as a peak hour set. That's cool. Yeah. Um, for my peak hour set, I'll usually start off with We Found Love because it's a pretty safe track that I feel like everybody knows. And then for fifth, it's just random dance go do it and i'm like okay yeah that makes sense it's got a 150 plays so yeah i'm like yeah this, I, I i'm pretty sure i play that a lot <laughs> do you, is there any songs that you think that are kind of like going out like that we're not gonna like it's kind of time to retire them like do you do that sometimes where it's like it gets old to you or it just gets old in general or on a do not play a lot you know um gets played out so my boy bruno gets on the do not play a lot i feel like yeah um, bruno i see popping up a lot um so i was listening to your to when you started to stream you were like things like uh jive bunny run around sue those were all kind of going out but um for example my wedding this so my wedding this weekend run around two was on the list it was okay so i i usually wow. structure my sets based on what they put on the list mm -hmm. so if i see if i see uptown funk whatever is on the list then i'm going all right uptown funk's gonna be my first song that just given if yeah. I see Run Around Sue, it's gonna be my first song. Just given. It. Okay. It's just like, just based on the way I program, it's just yeah. like, all right, I, I need to knock out some of her must plays right away, because I I check in with my clients after the first dance. You know, in Jersey we do a, a dance set usually before dinner. Yeah. I usually check in with them when I'm like, all right, everybody, please take your seats, and then I run to my bride and groom. I'm like, hey guys, how's everything? And the reason I I try to kill some of their songs is so that it can be, yeah, my DJ's playing the songs I told them to play. So I try to while they remember that, it too. Yeah, yeah. After that, I kind of, I, I kind of just kind of, you know, put my own style into it. Uh, yeah. So I'll, just, just because I, pr I probably won't talk to them until the end of the night. Yeah. So um, after that, they can judge me based on the party, not so much um, based on what I, you know, whether or not I play their songs. But um, usually my first set is usually catered around that first dance set. So if Run Around Two is there as first song, then I'll, I'll go to that. If uh, Uptown Funk is there, I'll go to that as well. Um. As far as them going out, it depends, man. Every wedding's 
every wedding's different. I say this to my clients all the time. Every wedding's just different. Like for example, um, you know, I tell my clients all the time, like you know, I'm not the cha-cha slide. I'm not the Cupid shuffle kind of DJ. Yeah. And um, you know, my wedding next weekend must play is Cupid shuffle cha-cha slide. So I'm just like, it's just every wedding's different, man. Are you gonna teach it or are you just gonna play it? I don't even know how to teach it. Right? I, uh, it's, just, it's it's not in my it's not in my wheelhouse. It's not something that I can yeah. do. No, I yeah. feel you. I feel you. I don't teach it anymore. Yeah. I used to, but I don't yeah. anymore. But so I, I did a class with, um, I'm doing this workshop with Digital Dave, right? And last night, we, um, yesterday, we had two classes and we did, it was all about our Serato crates and everything. We went through all our crates with everybody. And he said that he stopped playing a lot of songs that I still fucking play all the time because he's just like, he's tired of them. He thinks they're like played out and they're not necessary anymore. He mentioned Yeah by Usher crazy in love he does not play that no more you know uptown so funk funny? does not play it no more so you know what's so funny all those songs that you just said they were on my do not play this this weekend but run around wow. two was. but you see I, I categorize my brides in different categories there's the brides that are like i've been to a lot of my friends wedding and this is what they always play so don't play none of that shit and those are the brides i'm usually scared of because i'm like Listen, there's a reason why those songs get played a lot at weddings. It's usually because they'll they'll go off, you know. Yeah. So usually those put me on edge. So this weekend, my bride, every song you just said, like I wish I had the list with me. Literally every song you just said was on the do not play. Wow. Run around too was so. There's those brides that are like, I've been to so many of my girlfriend's weddings. Don't play none of that shit that they played at their wedding. Exactly. Those weddings put me on edge. Then there's those weddings that are like, you know what, play whatever. Those are the weddings that I love because they they trust me. Yeah, um, you can kind of read the but crowd. But yeah, it, it, again, it's it sounds cliche, but every, every wedding's different, man. I, I it, it really is. Like well, so there's some he- songs, there's some songs that I use that I have in my wheelhouse that are like, you know, I, I'm these are clutch songs that I go to. Like, obviously September is one of them. Like, I, it's just a clutch song that I can Same. go to because I I know it works. Um, and yeah, it's 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 overplayed, and I can see why a bride would be like, no, I don't play that because. You know, it's just, it is what it is. Every bride's different. Some brides are like, I want my wedding to be totally different. And I think that's a bad mindset to go into. What's funny is like my top five includes crazy and love and yeah. And Dave was flaming me for it, but it's like, I, really? I, yeah, but I like crazy and love because like, all right, so for crazy and love, I always mix into hip hop hooray because it mixes perfect. Mm-hmm. And then I have an acapella out. So I literally just do the hey ho and then go to acapella out and then I can go anywhere from there. Right. I can go yeah. to staying alive. I can go to more money, more problems. I can go yeah. to like some deeper hip hop, whatever. I can go anywhere from that. And then, yeah, yeah by Usher, I, I, I usually do like a thing where like I'll play a Fresh Prince, go yeah, by Usher and like, and it just works. Like I've always done yeah. that like forever. I just, it's like the two little sets I haven't given up in so many years. Yeah. And they still work, you know what I mean? But he's yeah. like, dude, like, fuck that. Like, my, you know, I just like to do stiff, like, stuff different. And, like, he yeah. was, I don't know. He's got deep crates. I'll give it yeah. to him. So, uh, with me, like, something that would probably would never, that I, is like a clutch, a clutch set for me that I always do is a dance hall reggae set because it's just like, I feel like they don't see it coming. But because I, I was doing Latin clubs, like doing shit like Murder, She Wrote, No Games, that sort of stuff. So the I early 2000 stuff. Yeah, yeah, like doing that like club set, like that little reggae dance hall set that everybody does. Yeah. Uh, that That's like a go-to staple for mine, and it, it always goes off. And really? I know it's never going to show off. I know it's never really going to show up because it's just like obscure songs. It's like, oh, Sean Paul and like No Games. They're not really going to know those songs. Like Party Animal, those are songs I play a lot. And that, that one, Got Somebody, like that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got somebody, stuff like that. Um, 
to all the ladies on the dance floor, shit like that. So usually if I do like uh yeah, um, uh, crazy in love, I'll usually transition into that because I love being at 100. I love being at, at you know, 100 beats per minute. Yeah. I, I just, I, I have a field day being there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't play that enough. I, I maybe yeah. I should, I have a whole full, like I usually do that at club. Like if I'm playing Porta, I fucking go deep into that shit. If I play yeah. like, you know what I mean? Well, see, like, that's, that's, that's me because I didn't have a template and when you asked me about posh like i really wanted to see how those guys work and every dj kind of has like i feel like the first set is always kind of like the same it's a lot of uptown funk a lot of september a lot of that shit the safe shit is a staple across pretty much all the djs um but then it's like late night that's where like i feel like the dj kind of like here's like my style here's what i like because i feel like late night is where djs go into like the shit that they like to listen to. And with yeah. me, that's what I like listening to. I like DJing that stuff. So that's what I kind of go into. And I feel like late night, that's where you kind of see like, okay, that's what that DJ likes because that's what he's playing. And I was just saying that, like, that's where the joy comes from in DJing, like playing shit that you like yeah. and it working and it just like you get that fuzzy feeling inside. Like, oh, this is so much fun. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. that's like that's literally where it comes from. But so you got um, levels. I love it. September. What would be uh, four and five? Oh, we found love in Danza Guduro. And Danza Guduro. All right, that's right. Yeah, we found love, Danza Guduro. Yeah. yeah, solid, solid. I play yeah. all five. You know what's so funny? I, I've been trying to get away from like we found love for the longest because we found love is what sets me at like 128. And you know, at Jersey, we got to do a 128. Like, we got to mm-hmm. be at that house set. We got to give them that house set. Have to. And I've been I've been looking for like a song to kind of start off, but it has to be like the, the what I'm looking for is like a popular mainstream song. It has to be yeah. mainstream that everybody knows, like old people know, young people know as well. And yeah. it, it, I needed that, like, kind of like it, I needed to have like a drop so that I can easily transition into like a EDM house set. And we found love is just like a go-to one, but I've been trying to get rid of it because I, you know, when I do my Instagram stories, I notice that I always go to because you know I don't have my phone always on me, but I'm like, okay, dancers pack, grab my phone, and it's always we found love, and I'm like, damn, I gotta, I gotta find another song to start with. Yeah. But it's just like it, it works. And then uh, Danza Goduro. So like, let's say that we found love isn't on the on the Do Not Play, then I'll start with Danza Goduro because it puts me at 128 again. True. I'm still a fan of We Found Love, but I stopped playing that edit that everyone plays with Don't Stop Believing because... Uh, really? Don't I, Stop Believing? I don't play that edit. I, I play the Whitney Houston edit. Oh, you don't? Edit. I play Whitney Houston, Dance Somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah that's, what I mean. that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Dance Somebody. My bad. I got my basic songs confused. Yes, Dance Somebody, that edit. It's like a scooter bro, edit I whoever made it originally. I, I, I swear I made that edit popular, bro. <laughs> Dude, I got two requests on the do not play to specifically not play that edit. Like, hey, you could play We Found Love or um, the uh, Whitney Houston, but don't yeah. play them together. Literally, two separate requests. I'm like, all right, fuck right. that. I guess I guess every DJ is doing that now. That's you never, know what I mean? Bro, I swear I made that popular, bro. I, I, I take credit for that. Yeah, you bro, take credit I, for that? I, I do. I, I do, bro. It. Because I, every, every gig log, it's in every single gig log. And, and and whenever I post my, I remember I told you on the Instagram stories, yeah, I, uh, I always share it, and everybody's like, "What's that remix? What's that remix?" Because there's a d- bunch of different remixes to it, and I always yeah. get questions like, "What's that remix?" Do so you play the like, scooter? Man, uh, let me see which one I play. It's not. No, I play Craig Vanity. We found love mashup. Craig Vanity. It's a different. I'll write that down. Yeah. See how different that is. Yeah. Craig Vanity. Yeah, but but see, with me, I just do one. I I, I like to kind of like 
be in and out of song. So with me, you're not going to hear the song for very long. I just no, do I'm the that. same oh, way. I'm going to dance with somebody. And like, All right, next song. <laughs> yep. DJ ADHD. Yeah, and that's just um, whenever I would like do clubs, like my my what I was obsessed with. But when we would get like a really good like DJ that was just like out, he was just like flying through songs, and I'm like, oh my god, he's so good. That was like that was like the quintessential good good DJ to me. Like if if you were mixing fast, I would be like, oh my god, he's so good. He's flying through tracks, and it's people hate just... that. It's so funny because like, no, I, I hear who people, the the audience sometimes they hate that. Like my 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 girl, when she would go to clubs, she would be like, "Why do you guys do that? Why do you guys don't like you guys just?" But like, when I speed mix, I speed mix. Like I'm talking just chorus and I'm out, chorus and I'm out, chorus. I do I'm sometimes like out, too. Out. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. like flying through songs, and I love that. And like some guys are so good with it, man. And I'm just like, man, I, I wish I was that fast. Uh, yeah, all those two bar cues, just like. <laughs> yeah, man. I love that, man. I I get such a hard on when like, oh man, he's like flying through tracks. I love that. That's too funny. You talk like when you do sales and stuff, like, do you talk about any of this? Like, like, how do you like, uh, you know, I think like, right. You're not like, you're not like a salesy guy. Like kind of like me, like I'm not salesy at all. Like I, I, like, yeah, I'm the so, word. I never follow up. I don't do shit, dude. I just, I meet yeah. with them and take your time. You know, I, 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 with sales is like something that like I get asked to do videos on sales and stuff on my YouTube channel, but it's just like, I feel like my perspective is like so skewed because everybody I talk to is like, man, I'm a great salesman. Like I book every lead that comes and I'm like, how's that possible, bro? I get no's yeah. all day. So yeah. I'm just like, I get down on my, like I put myself down. I feel like, cause I, whenever I talk to guys, I'm like, yo, how's your sales ability? Like, do you, are you a good seller? They're like, yeah, man. I would say like, you know, if I talk to nine, if I talk to 10 couples, nine of them will book. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. With me, it's like it's nowhere near that. Like I, I get a bunch of like straight up they'll inquiry, send them pricing, and never hear from them again. And I'm just like, I don't go chasing them. I just like, you send I'm, pricing right away. Yeah, I, if and if they don't respond, I just let the lead die. Okay. Yeah. So uh, they say, hey, how much? Thing, you just send and, the price, and that's it. And that's exactly why I'm a bad salesman because I don't follow up, and I just, I, I, I guess I'm not hungry enough for it. But um, yeah, my 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 sales. It's not good. Uh, everybody's everybody I talk to says like, I'm a great salesman. I'm just like, man, how? I'm not. I'm I'm just not. Well, what's not good? Like, all right, if you meet with ten couples, how many are you booking on average? Uh, if I meet with ten, I would probably say six, seven. That's that's fucking great, dude. That's yeah, like six. that's like that's at least industry average. Yeah. You know what I mean? Out of anything, yeah. like any type. Bro, of sales. I feel like industry average is like ninety to a hundred percent. I talk to that's so be- many guys, bro, and everybody's like, man, I, I'm a great DJ's salesman. bullshit. I, DJ's just, bullshit, man. Bro, and I'm the worst because like, I'll put myself down. I'm like, man, I suck. <laughs> nah. And nah. Whenever I get that email, I'm like, hey, we decided to go another round. I'm like, of course you did. <sighs> yeah. I'm like, I, I don't do a good job about bragging, man. I wish I was able to, like, if I could brag to my couples, I'm like, man, I got, I got 60,000 subscribers, but I don't do none of that during my sales, dude. None you don't of that. want to. I don't, I don't do none of that on my sales, dude. Do you send in your email, you send them an email after you're done sales with like a menu and shit, right? So the way my sales process where lead comes in, wedding wire, they're not, whatever. Uh, okay. I hit him with, uh, here's pricing. Let me set up a time to chat. Then I okay. usually do it in my office or via Zoom. And then I'll kind of run him through the stick. This is our event planner. This is where you submit your songs. Here's our packages. You can do standard lighting. You can do premium lighting. You can do TVs. You can do photo booth. I'll kind of walk them through all that stuff. 
Then at the end, I'm like, okay, here, here's, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to send you over the package that we just built. So you guys tell me what you guys want and I'll build it for you. They, they see they see me building the package. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be the price. I'm going to send you an email. It's going to include the contract. If you want to proceed in booking, go ahead and just sign a contract. Um, here's the info to the event planner. I take the I take the money through event planner as well. Okay. So um, if they proceed in booking, they'll just sign, e-sign the contract and they'll make the payment on the portal. Boom, locked in. Um, if I never hear from them again, I just never hear from them again. I don't. I don't follow up. Do you hold their date? Do you say like, hey, like we're you know uh, we're holding your date for a week or two weeks or? So again, with sales, because I'm not I'm not confident in my sales ability. I've played around with it multiple different ways, um, and now I'm just brutally honest with you with with my couples. I'm just like, listen, um, I don't hold dates. Uh, it's all on a first come first serve basis. Um, so literally, if I'm still available the week of your wedding and you want to book me, I'll do it. Um, but if I'm if I get booked and I get booked, I just don't hold dates unless you give me the deposit. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean that's not bad. Yeah. I would just suggest if if you don't already like in those emails, like include yeah. like all the links to yourself. Say, hey, listen, I'm sending an email with the contract, everything you decided to go, and there's gonna be links to myself. You could you could you could check me yeah. out. You could you could uh, you so know. I send links to my Instagram. I'm really proud of my Instagram. What I, about YouTube? I, I I get scared to send links on my YouTube. You're bugging. Yeah, I get You're so bugging. scared to send. Yeah. And you know it's so funny because when Posh tells me they 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 sell my YouTube channel, but I I never do because I, I YouTube I really put myself out there and we're like whenever I do sales, I feel like I'm selling myself, and I'm like, man, if they see my YouTube channel, they might not like me. <laughs> of course they, they will. I, I, yeah, so it's I don't know, man. It's just I don't Dude, know. The whole reason why, like, all right, when when you're when you have a YouTube channel where you're doing vlogs and you're doing things on products like you do and all that other stuff, right? Couples will look at you like an expert in the field. So when they see your YouTube, yeah. they're not going to watch all your videos. They don't give a fuck about yeah. what you're talking about. But they're like, wow, this guy's got a huge following. Gets all these yeah. play everything. He must be an industry leader. All of a sudden, we got to book him. Why? What, what, were we going to book some other guy that doesn't have any of this? Like, do you know what I mean? It's a no brainer, bro. Yeah, no brainer. Every email. Um, so 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 sometimes what I do is like sometimes believe it or not a lot of leads come in because of YouTube. Um, it's funny. So a lot of couples like today I just booked a couple and they found me on YouTube and now I'm going all the way to fucking Virginia to do a wedding. Nice. So um so when my couples see me through YouTube it's like it's way different. It's, yeah. it's so different. But then I also feel like man, couples sometimes get the wrong idea because like I, the mindset How? of a couple is so weird, dude. Cause I, have you ever had those couples where you're like, where you sit with them and they're like, oh, I hope you don't play that at my wedding, kind of shit. And that shit pisses me off, man. You and don't I, want those and couples. I, I, I tell them, I tell them, I'm like, listen, everybody's different, but you mm -hmm. know, like, for example, I do like a lot of EDM sets at my weddings. Yeah. And some couples are like, we don't want clubby, and then they might click on my YouTube channel and they might see like, my biggest, my biggest fucking uh, gig log is called. DJ turns wedding into an EDM festival and they're going to be like, he's out. Fuck him. So, um, I don't know. I just feel like they're going to get the wrong idea because I do like to show the high energy clips. And, uh, I've like, I've gotten emails of couples saying, he was like, Hey, we just don't think you're right. Like we don't, we don't think our, our family goes like goes, goes hard to that stuff. And I don't know. And I'm just like, listen, I know how to, I know how to, I can adapt to different situations. 
I feel you. I mean, you get what you put out there or whatever, but I just think it would help so much. Like every email I put, all right, here's my Instagram. I'm all over the gram. Check me out and see what I'm up to each weekend. I literally have a little description of everyone. And I'd say, here's my YouTube. Uh, I do vlogs and tips for DJs in the industry and a bunch of dumb vlogs if you want to check me out. And then my Twitch gets wild on Tuesday nights. Check out my Twitch, which I really shouldn't do because I usually get wasted on Tuesdays. 9.30 tonight, people. Throwing down, by the way. But uh Uh, you, you know, like I, but like you put it out there because like then they check you out. They really like, I don't yeah. know. I just think it would be a huge thing, man. Well, I think it would really thing, help. I, I have this thing of like I want people to like me. I, I, I just can't shake it, bro. Like that's why I told you. Like when people comment bad shit on me, I, I block them because I, I honestly like I, I feel like I'm a good dude and I want people to like me and I like take that shit to heart. I'm like, oh, oh fuck, man, what, what did I do? Like I just start. Like, oh, man, what did I do? Like, well, why? It's just, I'm just like the worst when it comes to shit like that. I'm just like, man, please like me. <laughs> More or less. But yeah, man, um, sales is just, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hate it too. I, I, I'm not a fan of it, but, you know, I just, I get it done. I mean, six or seven out of ten is solid, bro. That yeah. shit's still solid. You know what I mean? It's not, yeah. If you said like three out of ten, that's like, oh, man, that's not a. Yeah. I just I need to find a way to convey that I'm like, dude, I can do a good job at your wedding. It's just without being arrogant. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to yeah. say like, yo, I do this shit in my sleep. I do 100 weddings a year. I don't want to no. say shit like that. But No, you know, me neither. True. I hate that. I literally yeah. like, I hate talking about myself. I think it's so douchey. Like, I can't stand it. Like, oh, yeah. I'm exactly. The, you know, here's my accolades and here's where I DJed and who I DJed for before and all that. Yeah. I'm not into that. Exactly. And I guess that's why it. it's hard for me to kind of, you know, uh, blab about my YouTube channel and things like that. I, I just, I don't know. I put it in a way in the email. I don't even talk about it in the meeting. I just put it in the way in the email. Like, hey, yeah. I make dumb videos on YouTube that help DJs yeah. out sometimes. Check it out. And then they're like, all right, well, yeah. let's see what he does. You know? And I keep it like real yeah. like, yeah. you know, not bragging type shit. You know? I'm telling you, you yeah. should just try it for a few emails. I bet you. I bet you. Yeah. I yeah, fucking so I bet ha- you. I'll give it a go. See what happens. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. How, how, how about you? you? You do sell yourself? Because I know you're with SE. How do you guys do it there? Yeah, we do all our own meetings. It's pretty cool. So basically, like a couple will inquire with us, and it's like, hey, what's up? Congrats, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, these are the DJs that are available for your day. Uh, we have different price points. So we have like, you know, Jan I is, you know, one tier. Uh, it's on the website, so it doesn't matter. So Jan I's, I think, is like 3500 Uh Me, Tony, Paul, Jeff, uh, Christian, I think are all 2750 then we have a 1750 tier you know what i mean and we basically just say like me? is that are you guys when you say like that is that just just like the dj or you guys have like an all-inclusive package like you no, guys no, do no. packages or you guys do add-ons no, no no it's all it's all a la carte the the, the the initial cost that cost is just for our reception that's it i mean it's okay. furniture like our whole setup or whatever two-person team but then everything okay. else is kind of like extra. So like we kind of put on our sites like, you know, uh, this is uh, our starting rate for each DJ. Our average wedding presentation is in between this number. And is that in your budget or not? Whatever. And then you pick what DJ you want to meet with. So then I meet with all couples that already seen that said, hey, you know, we looked at everybody. We like Nick. We want to meet with Nick. So they wanted to meet with me. And then how do you there. how do you decide what person is on what tier? Uh, so it's essentially 
based on calendar, yeah, I guess, you know what I mean? Like when you first come on, uh, you got to fill your calendar. So you, you're kind of like on sale. Like I used to be 1750 and I just tell Bailey, you know, I'm basically on sale. I, I've been with SE for like six months. I'm filling up my calendar. I'm going to go up to the higher tier once everything's full, whatnot. But that's what we do to kind of fill up our calendar. You know what I mean? And then uh, once okay, you get gotcha. to a certain tier, then you, you know, once you have so many weddings on the books, then you just move up to the next tier and keep it moving. You have enough content gotcha. online, all that. You got to be at a, you know, cause it's a little more than most people. So, you know. Okay. It's a little gotcha. scary asking. Yeah. We went from twenty two fifty to twenty seven fifty. It was like a five hundred dollars jump for the four hours, and I'm like, I, and it was Ooh, right before you, the pandemic hit. Oh, right before the pandemic, like January. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. went up, and I'm like, I'm like, all right, fuck it, I'm gonna try. But it's like those first couple meetings, like, yeah, I'm twenty seven fifty, um, and I'll be your DJ, and everything else is extra. But I hope you still book me, you know. But I mean, you know, it works out. You just gotta just. I'm not a good salesperson. I'm really not. Dude. I just like I just I answer all the questions. I go over our planning process. You know what I mean? Uh, I ask them about them. I take detailed notes. You know, like like little questions, like hey, you know, how'd yeah. you guys meet? You know, wh- where are you guys from? What music you into? What's your family like? Da da da. And I take all these detailed notes, and that's it. Yeah, yeah same thing. I do. I do this whole the whole uh, shtick, kind of just kind of get a vibe, kind of feel for them. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, sales is just it's not my strong suit. <laughs> It's good. I mean, would you ever like your with your bar entertainment? Would you ever like hire a staff, like have a salesman and have like other like? Do you ever want to be a multi op, or are you just trying to keep it solo? Um, so going back to what I said, I just I want to do it all. I'm so like I everything is like me, and it's so hard of me for to let go of that. So for now, it's just it's just me, and it's just because I just right now I want to do it all. But this is all new to me. Like people don't understand that I've only been doing this. Like full time since 2017, because any before that it was either nightclubs or it was just kind of like, yeah, I'm just making some YouTube videos, so that's why yeah. I'm doing these gigs. So t- 2017 is when I really kind of got started, more or less. Um, so it's I'm just fairly new, you know. As your company goes, and there, there there was a there was a buy year there in 2020, so you know, um, yeah. So it's really only been three years that I've been doing this, as far as you- uh, weddings. Working for two, like having your own company and then working for Posh is interesting to me because, like, do you ever get clients that are like, hey, like, you know what I mean? I saw you're for Posh too. Like, are the prices exactly the same or do you ever have problems with that? You know what I mean? If it's not, I do. I do. So if they always, if they come with me and they're like, hey, we saw you at Posh, I'm just like, go to Posh. Um, Cause it's just not worth it for me. Cause uh, I'd rather be in their good graces. And I tell this to anybody who's like, hey, I'm doing a gig for a buddy. I gave out my business card. I'm like, don't even do it. It's just not worth it. No. Um, so when I'm posh, I'm all in on posh. Um, yeah. And if somebody's like, hey, we found you through posh, I'm like, <laughs> go book with them. Tell them you want DJ Bar. Um, yeah. And then right it's kind of up to them. I, I don't want to be a middleman. I don't want to like, I don't want to sell the wedding and then kind of like take it to posh. I don't want to do that either. So I just like, if they say, hey, we, we saw you at posh, whatever. I'm just like, okay, here's their website. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. It's it, the it right thing to do. So yeah, they do just, the sales it, for you? Like, yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't do any types of sales at Posh. So okay. um, Posh, they'll bring me in when they need me. Mm. Yeah, with me, um, with me, it's just like it's, it's pretty straightforward. With me, I have my advertising, I have uh, Wedding Wire, the Knot, I have my Instagram and my Facebook, and um, you know, the majority of it, I would say, is uh, the Knot. The Knot is probably the biggest source of leads. Mm-hmm. Um. And then it would probably say my YouTube channel, and then probably like in third would be Wedding Wire the Knot. Um, 
and that that's that's pretty much it. But yeah, as far as like um, as far as it being like a conflict for me, I'm just like it's just like they give me. I'd rather do twenty weddings for pasta and do one wedding for one client. You know, it just makes more sense to me. No, definitely. I, I totally agree. It's like the right thing. And it's interesting with yeah. the knot shit too, because like the knot and wedding wire, they're so regional. It's like some parts of the country is like not country and it not works and wedding wire sucks. It's never both. Or it's the wedding wire country and the knot sucks there. And it used to be a couple of years ago where it was the knot was, you know, South Jersey, not ran South Jersey and North Jersey was all wedding wire. But you said you get more leads from the knot now. That's so funny because when I started, Wedding Wire was like the biggest lead producer, but now it's the knot. And yeah, I, I don't know what, what I mean. to attribute that to. Uh, uh, I think Wedding since Wedding Wire bought Dina, I think I think like they kind of dialed back the Wedding Wire, um, like kind of advertising or marketing that they do. I don't know what they did, but I just know Wedding Wire works. I mean, I mean the knot works better for me. But if you were to ask me, um, you know, two two years ago, Wedding Wire was way better. That's what I mean. There was like a switch yeah. there. What do you think yeah. about the awards? It's do you think expensive, bro? It's so expensive. How much is it? I don't like. I don't own a co- like. That's like. I don't. I don't want to deal with any uh, of that shit. That's why I don't. <laughs> I work for SE. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is it like bro, thousands so I, for that shit? Like the what? Yeah, the I wedding mean, wire for the Jersey? <laughs> for Jersey, bro. I pay ten G's each. Yeah. What for? For how long? For how, a, a uh, month? A year? I have not. I have not. The, no, no. It's ten years for a uh, year. 10 G's a, a, a year for me at least I wow. think I every I think they charge everybody different dude they probably do yeah um sometimes I'm like should I it's mark mad. it as booked on wedding wire or the knock because I, I don't want them to see those stats so I don't want them to get a hard on knowing that oh man he booked 10 with us either he already made his money back or some shit like that so sometimes yeah, I let's like, raise I'm his like, price let me let me let me not mark it as booked <laughs> on, on on their end more or less that's um, so much money. Holy yeah. shit. It's like 900 yeah. bucks a month. It's rent payment almost. Well, what like what do you think of the awards? Like you uh are you a fan of them? Um I mean they have no value uh to in the DJ for like us DJs, but to a client, yeah, it, it means a lot. Um you think it really does? It, yeah, if a cl- if if a client goes into your office and they see all those fucking awards, they're like, "Damn, this guy's legit." Obviously, in the industry, we don't know it, but it's just—it's—I guess it's something more psychological. It's like a certificate of like you know, eh, this guy knows he's—he's he's been doing it for a while, so kind of thing. Um, it just kind of solidifies you, especially since everybody has it. It's like if you're the one person that doesn't have it, it's just like, oh, what the fuck? The other person had way more awards. Um, so it's something that's not gonna—it's not something that's gonna book you a ton of events, like. You know, when I started, I, I didn't have any awards and I was still booking events on Wedding Wire and the Knot. It takes yeah. a year. You have to be on there for a year. So it's still possible. But it's just like also they can filter through. Like, um, for example, if a client goes, OK, filter through a winners of last year so they can they can mm-hmm. see that. Then you're not going to show or up. Hall of the, Fame. But, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, it's nothing life changing. But, yeah, I mean. I, I I want it. Like one year, Wedding Wire messed me up, and they didn't give it to me until like June. And I'm like, bro, where's my fucking award? And they're like, oh, sorry, there was an error in our system, and I was complaining, and I didn't get it until it was time to renew. Of uh, course, so they gave me the rewards. So you know it's bullshit. That that's it how is. I knew. Like you know it's bullshit because when it was time to renew, I was like, you know, I never got my award for. I think this was 2019 or something like that. And they're uh, like, no problem. Here's a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were like, "Oh no, no, I'll have my uh my my IT team check on that for you." 
And uh, sure enough, in like 48 hours, he was there. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, yeah, that, yeah. I, I just think they're oversaturated. They have been for so long. It's like so oversaturated. They, they give the awards out too easy. And like, there's got to be people that kind of realize like, wow, every company is award winning. So you have to dig deeper. Like, you know what I mean? If every company is an award winning company that gives free consultations, eh, you know, what's the compet? There's no competitive advantage in it. You know, I just wish they would just like tighten up the fucking, uh, the, 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 whatever, the terms or whatever they use to like give them out. I just, yeah. I think it's so stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. I mean, I honestly, I don't, I think it's like 10 reviews, which is pretty low, but um, I don't know. If they were smart, they should do it on spend, <laughs> on how much you spend with them. That's that's the way I, I think it would make sense for them because then it also puts it on another category because I'm like, only the really legit big companies are going to be able to get that award. So it's a win-win situation, I think, because, you know, I, I spent 10 Gs and I don't want somebody spending a fucking, no, I'm sorry, uh, I spent, yeah, yeah. Ten thousand. I spent ten thousand a year on wedding wine or not. So um, I don't want somebody who spends a thousand with them getting it. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that—that's what's funny too is that I've seen people with awards and shit that like have bad reviews. That like have the amount of views, but then like they're literally like their yeah. wedding wire average would be like four point four stars, which is bad. Like if you got a four point four average on wedding wire, four point two, you got a See, couple doozies in there. You know what yeah. I mean to bring that shit down. <laughs> So that's another that's another conversation. It's an interesting one because when I got started, I, I I didn't understand why everybody was five stars. So I feel like the the, the industry is jaded. And I I asked Mikey B. He's one of the owners of of uh, of Posh. I'm like, why does everybody have five stars? I don't I I, I can't wrap my head around it. Everybody's everybody's a five star company. And then he said something to me that kind of stuck. He was like, the reason why everybody has five stars because even the bride and groom don't want to shit talk their wedding and i'm like yeah that makes sense so nobody wants to say my wedding sucked it was ass you know nobody wants to say wow. that nobody wants to admit that so i feel like that's part of it but that's a really uh, good like point reviews are very skewed yeah i and I, i'm like yeah that makes sense he's that's what he said he was like it's a reflection like on them wants to shit. yeah so i feel like why so many people give five-star reviews for wedding vendors is because it reflects their party and their wedding so it's like you really got to go out of your way to piss them off to give to get anything less than a five-star review so that also makes sense but i also just i don't think it's it just doesn't make sense to me that everybody has five stars i just don't get it I mean, that kind of makes sense, though, because so like if they were pissed off, they're just not going to leave a review at all before they leave a bad review because it's a reflection on them. Yeah. They picked you. They, you know, whatever they like, let's say they cheaped out on a certain vendor and it sucked. They want to yeah. admit that, oh, we got a great yeah. deal, but the DJ sucked. He couldn't even, you know what I mean? Like, it yeah. just looks bad on them. It's like, well, that's what you get for being cheap. And yada, yada, yeah, yeah, that's and I never yeah. thought of so it like when that. I, when, yeah. When I have when I have a bad wedding, I'm just like, <laughs> get the let's pack up as fast as we can and get the hell out of here and never never hear from the couple again what um, what is the worst wedding not, you ever had you got a story give me a story not but so the the reason why i don't really have that many shit stories is because i was already a dj for like seven years when i started doing weddings so you know i i was kind of on this shit a, a lot um it wasn't like, have like a big started. mistake or something like something that just like oh my god learned your the, lesson the, that time the, the biggest mistakes that i've had were all equipment based 
uh, as far as me goes, um, like I've had little fuck ups. Like I'll skip somebody on a bridal party. Like they'll have like a crazy size bridal party, and I'll maybe miss a name or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but believe it or not, like I- I've never really. But I was built for this shit, bro. Because I'm like super organized. Like I- I'm, like that's just me. It's my persona in general. I'm just like I'm well. I'm a well organized person. So I was like built for like weddings, and I love structure. I love like okay, so. Uh, cocktail hour they're gonna come in they're gonna sit down you're gonna dance them you're gonna do first dance parent like i love that i i'm like i'm all for structure i love i love being able to like visualize my night and being able to tackle each like that's where you shine each part yeah. of the night yeah so i was like built for weddings because i i love that shit like i love structure whenever i get to a shitty venue and i'm like all right let me take let me take the lead on this uh but i love it but i've never really had just shit situations the the only problems I've had were all equipment based. Like what? Uh, as far as what? Uh, like I made a video about it. So the the baddest one was when 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 it cut off. During Serato the died. Daughter dance. Did yeah, it Serato, Serato die for you or something? It, it Serato. It, it just froze. It it came back, but it just froze. It just stopped playing. For how so long? Nothing was coming out. Like thirty seconds. Like thirty seconds. Um, so that that happened to me during a father daughter dance. That was way out of my control. Nothing I could do. And I made that video because it really wasn't my fault. And I people were shit talking me in that video because they were like, "This is why really? you always have a backup." Yeah, yeah. People were like, "This is why you always have a backup." I'm like, bro. The problem was not that I didn't have a backup because I have a backup. Like I have I have fucking more MacBooks than I know what to fucking do with. Yeah, uh, I have backup. The problem is that the music stopped. <laughs> like I can't. Even if I had a backup, I'm like, okay, let me get my second computer ready. Like, yeah, that's no problem. The problem is even that if you stopped. have it on the fly, even if you have it on the fly, what do you just start the other yeah. song and from? Then like DJs the, were like, like, oh, this is why you should always queue up two songs together and play them at simultaneously. I'm like, bro, fuck the fuck out of here. Nobody's doing that. Yeah. So, um, so that really pissed me off. Uh, but yeah, the, the issue was with the, the music stop. The other issue I had was I had a, a photo booth go down on me at an event. Um, but that one I took. That one wasn't as bad. I just kind of I, I let the bride and groom That's know. That's the hey, side. Listen, we're having problem. We're having problem with the photo booth. Um, literally the next day, I issued a a refund and yeah. I, I discounted them. I discounted them the photo booth. So I think I I think uh usually I my my photo booth rate is like eight fifty. I I gave it to them for like six fifty. I gave them a full eight fifty back. That yeah. way, when they look at you know, because sometimes clients just look at the numbers and they're like, oh, it was eight fifties. I'm just like, all right, take eight fifty back. Just took the hit. Gotcha. Um, and then I had I did a I also did a wedding once where I got hired in. I got hired into MC, and then I, apparently the they they went back to the company. They were like, "Oh, I didn't like the MC because he wasn't out there interacting with the crowd, dancing with the bride with like my parents." And so when I but that one was like when I was first getting started, and it was because of mm-hmm. YouTube that I got that gig. This was like 2016. I did this event. And yeah. this guy, he was like, "Yo, you're a good MC. Come, come do this wedding with me." Yeah, it was a day wedding. It was Chinese people, bro. Day wedding, Chinese people. You ever done a Chinese wedding? It's fucking. It's like pulling teeth. It's tough. It's tough. And it was during the day. It was a 10 a.m. wedding, bro. Cocktail, yeah. 10 a.m. Fucking 11 a.m. party. It was, How are you gonna be out rough. there? Yeah, at 10 a.m. Like, even, come on, guys. I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't even DJing, bro. And the guy, he was not. He was. Let's just say he was not the best DJ. So yeah, I wasn't yeah. even DJing. I was just literally. I, I thought I was like, all right, I'm gonna introduce bride and groom. That's what I do. No problem. Yeah. And then uh, they sent them an email. They were like, oh, the MC he wasn't interactive. He wasn't upbeat enough. 
And now, because of that, I make it known to my clients. I'm like, listen, I'm not the dancing, I'm not the singing type of MC. I, I come from a club shit. background, so you're gonna get, you're gonna yep. say, I'm, you're gonna hear shit like, where are all my single ladies at? I, like, that's the type of shit I say. Uh, <laughs> let me hear you fat man scoop, noise. the fat man scoop ad libs. Yeah, I'm like, shout out to everybody who got their vaccine type of dude. I'm like that kind of like, I, I'm that I'm that type of like MC DJ kind of guy. Yeah, I am. I'm when if you know me in real life, I'm kind of like a shy, mellow, like soft spoken yeah, guy. Chill. Yeah, and it's just like I'm not a flamboyant MC. I'm just not that. <laughs> so I I let it be known to my clients. I'm like, listen, this is what you're gonna get. I, I, and then I they don't sugarcoat it at all. I do the yeah. exact same thing. All my clients know that. Uh, I'm I'm like super laid back. I just because I learned my lesson with that one. I was because I thought I did a good job. I'm like, man, this DJ can't get him to dance. Not my fault. <laughs> yeah, I uh, it's like what do you want? I, to- I I had two big fuck ups. One I shared like on my first episode of this little show thing or whatever. Uh, I'm not gonna relive that. If you have, did you see that? By chance? I think you told me though the metal song, right? Yeah, like I told you about that. All yeah. right, all right. So that and then my only other big big fuck up um ever that um was years ago i forgot uh it was right when dance on the clouds started um they had dance on the clouds and i forgot the machine like i i completely forgot they had it like it's for some uh, i what happened was we gave it to him really cheap like we usually charge like let's say 500 or whatever it is for it like this much and we gave it to him for like 100 bucks so when i looked at like the total of the cost of the wedding it looked like it was just a regular wedding so i didn't even think to grab the cloud machine and i'm literally lining them up and they're like, yeah, so what, can you do the clouds a little early? Da, 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 da. When, I'm like, Cla- what clouds? Cla- yeah, you're the clouds. What? I'm like, I'm like, hold on one second. I walked out. I looked, I looked through their fucking, like, looked up their contract. I'm like, oh, my fucking God, I don't have the cloud shit. Ever since then, yeah. checklist for days. Like, you, you probably, this wouldn't happen to you, Bar. But <laughs> I get checklist for days after that. So what we end up doing, <laughs> we did the first dance, no clouds, because what the fuck am I going to do? And. And yeah. I had someone bring me a cloud machine, someone go get ice for me, and then we did a second first dance. Not the same song, but like the second place song, another song they really liked and requested. And then we did a cloud moment and they got the pictures, but they weren't happy. They were not uh they were not fucking happy. It was a it was a terrible I felt fucking yeah. awful, man. It was uh yeah, so never again. I, but uh, yeah, but see those like I can understand. I, I feel like those aren't like DJ fuck ups. Like when I think of DJ fuck ups, I think of like saying the wrong name you're brand new mr and mrs smith and it's like, like that that i see it like a huge fuck up to me there's no um, excuse for that either yeah. you know what i mean, it, I mean there's for, so many ways to prevent shit, that it's just like it's like forgetting shit is like uh you know we're humans you, what do you want <laughs> yeah i felt bad dude and the bride was like yeah. what do you mean you don't I, but, but i'm gonna get it i swear yeah. i was like i, I don't want to da- so that's how you're starting the wedding so i'm starting the dance floor like after like hey yeah. guys let's i think i was at yeah. like bradford estate Ugh. yeah Awful, oh, dude. No. I wanted to fucking die, but yeah. whatever. No, you but, live and you uh, learn. I bet. Yeah, man. I've been. I've been so lucky. I've never really had like, like fuck up, fuck ups. And I've just been. I've, but again, I, it's because I was DJing for so long before I became a wedding DJ. Yeah. Um. So I, I feel like it's just like it was all second nature to me. A lot of, I get a lot of comments on MCing on my videos because I, I. That's like you know that's like the kryptonite to most DJs is like talking on the microphone. Sure. And to me, when I started doing weddings, I I never overthought it. I'm just like I'm gonna introduce a bride and groom. I I just 
I feel like people get in their head and I, I might be the culture that was beforehand that I didn't know what it was like before. Cause I, I, I didn't know Randy Bartlett or I didn't know any of those guys. I didn't know. I just, I just, just like, Oh yeah, here's your Brandon Green, ladies and gentlemen. I, I never overthought it. And it just, you never worked. got nervous. I get nerve. So I get nervous that something's going to go wrong. I don't get nervous about my performance. Really? Like, yeah, like, bro, I'm like on this shit. So I, I'm like, I, 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 before like the first 15, like when it's like 15 minutes before doors are open after cocktail, I'm like sweating bullets. I'm like, oh man, I, I pee. I'm like, I, I get nervous, but I'm not nervous because of the performance. I, I'm not nervous to go on a dance floor and speak. I'm nervous that something's going to go wrong. It's That's just interesting to me for. because like you said like you're the type of person like you do care what other people think about you You want everybody to like you you know yeah. that's what you want and and but then going out there in front of 200 people and speaking on the mic yeah. i mean th- that doesn't translate you don't want them to like you You know what i mean like you're not worried about like but, s- you know because i believe appealing. in my product i i believe in my product I- i'm like I- i'm good <laughs> I-, I believe in my product i'm like i'm good i'm just scared that something's gonna fuck up like all right um maybe like fucking music goes off or something like that I- i'm more i'm more scared of the logistics than my performance because they- i believe in my product i'm like bro if the bride and groom trust me and they're just like you do your thing then I- i'm like man i'm like i'm gonna take good care of you guys because I-, I i legitimately care about their wedding and i and i believe in my product that i put out there you know yeah, I believe in it, but but I, well, but yeah, I still get nervous. And I think if you're not nervous, then there's a problem because I, I feel like you don't give a fuck if you're not nervous. Well, listen to me. I love that energy. I believe in my product. I love that energy. You need to take that energy to your sales, sir. Okay. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't don't yeah. don't don't <laughs> overthink that either. Okay. Bring that same energy yeah. to the sales. You'll be nine out of ten, like all these lying fucks. <laughs> you know what I mean, bro? It's unbelievable, bro. I talk to these DJs. I'm like, yeah, man. Ever. And a call comes in and I'll book it right there. Deposit on hand. Take a credit card I, over the phone. <laughs> I just think it's an ego. We there's there's a lot of ego in our industry, so people yeah. kind of fluff things, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. How was yeah. the wedding, dude? I crushed it. It was the craziest wedding ever. Like, just tell me the truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you really, I, like, I'll just say it's a great wedding. You know what I mean? Like, I was a good crowd. Yeah. Like, DJs never say like, oh, it was a good crowd. Like, that's rare. It's always like, yeah. I crushed it. It's like it could have been a good crowd yeah. too, though. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. yeah. Give us the full picture. Yeah. <laughs> don't just yeah. say you're the mid. Don't pat yourself on the back 24-7. Yeah. You know? Per, per, yeah, it's also like skewed too because like even if you have like a meh wedding, that might have been the best wedding that, you know, some of those people have ever been to. So 100%. Like, my, my perspective of what like a, a great wedding is is so skewed. But it's just because like, you know, I'll, I'll see like 80 to 100 weddings a year. So, you know, it's like I have – I, I can make comparisons, but these people they might go to a wedding once, maybe twice a year. Um, so they they they're just their pers- perspectives are different. So you have to keep that in, in line as well. You have to keep that in check. Yeah, we too often judge weddings based on how much fun we personally had as DJs, rather than exactly you know from the perspective of the couple and the, and the guests. Like you know, the, 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 it's hundred percent true. So on my YouTube channel, I used to do a segment called um, "How many cartoon DJ bar uh, cartoon DJ bars." out of five basically i would rank what? my night yeah I would, uh. do a, I would do a ranking system so it would be called uh it's basically five five cartoons it would be a cartoon dj barhead and i would be like okay so i'm gonna rank my that. night as like five stars four stars three stars or whatever heads cartoon dj barheads yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, i i stopped doing it because people are like why are you ranking the party i'm like bro did you see this footage this, this party was rocking but it was just like 
something happened. Blah, blah, blah. I was ranking pretty much my overall night, not necessarily the the party. So I had to cut it out because people were giving me shit about it, you know. Well, and it's one of those yeah. things too. It's like let's say like the couple you DJed for saw that, and then it's like, well, yeah. I had the time of my life. I thought it was great, but you only gave it a two. Yeah. Like now, I I feel well, weird I w- for thinking that, you know. Yeah, exactly. So that's what that's kind of. But again, it was never a review of the party. It was yeah. always a review of my night. True. Oh, so your personal yeah. night. I gotta go back to these videos. I didn't yeah. find that when I was yeah, googling so, you. Yeah. Uh, so I. So I would be like, you know what? Uh, I would make jokes. I would be like, all right, this wedding was fire, five out of five, but. I did get a couple requests. Drop it down to four. <laughs> so like I would do, it would I would try to make it funny. It was funny like that, and I would say shit like, and then the same girl came up to me and I told her to politely go fuck herself. So let's drop it down to three. Like I would say shit like that, <laughs> and people are like, "Can you not see that I'm joking?" Yeah, and it was just like so. I was just you know I stopped doing, <laughs> I stopped doing that because people were like, "Oh, why are you ranking these people's parties?" Ah. <laughs> uh. It's like people that leave comments like, you know, um, I liked your video. I found it informative, but like your language just is just unbelievable. It's reprehensible. Your language. It's like, bitch, it's how I talk. <laughs> yeah, man. That, you that, learned like, something, didn't you? Youth- Dude, I, I'm, I, 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 uh, going back to what I was saying, I, I didn't know anything about the industry and I didn't know like some of the shit that I was doing at my events was like blasphemy in the mobile DJ world. What are you doing? Blasphemy. Man? Like, they were like, "Oh, why are you, you're not professional and this and that." I'm like, "I don't like I, I I didn't know what I was supposed to compare it to. I didn't know yeah. I didn't know SE. I didn't know Posh. I didn't know any of these speakers. I didn't know who the fuck those guys were. I was just just working how I always worked. That's and it. And like I, I remember, I would get comments like, "Oh, well, this guy's like crazy. He's out of control." I'm like, "What? <laughs> I I didn't know there was a formula that I had to follow." There's really not like nowadays there's more, I guess, because you can Google and there's a lot of DJ content out there from like all these YouTubers and whatnot that put out great content and, you know, books and all that other shit. But like not too many years ago, there was a dick. There was dick out there. You could there's no Bible to follow unless someone told you about Mike Walter, who's been doing his thing for a long time or Randy Barlett, the one percent shit. That was it. That's all there was. There was no like, how do you do a wedding? You have no idea. I didn't know about any of those guys, bro, until my first mobile beat. Like, I was meeting guys, and they were like, yeah, this guy's famous and so-and-so. And I'm just like, I don't know who the fuck these people are. <laughs> I, just, I, I just It was just right. facts. I was like, I didn't. I didn't. A, 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 a DJ flew me out to mobile beat. Yeah. It was my first glimpse at that world. Oh, that's cool. I, I was like, oh, shit is so different. Um, I, I had no idea. So it really changed my perspective on, like, the whole industry. I'm like, wow, there's people doing this at a very high level. And there's, like, a lot of people that people look up to but the thing is i was already doing it for so long so i wasn't going to change my my format i, I just no nah. so it, it's just i wasn't starstruck more or less i just i didn't know their product yeah it's fucking interesting yeah. man yeah. bro this is a, a fucking hour and a half pot flew by holy shit yeah it's fun man i appreciate you coming on and shit do you want to answer any questions or i mean there's so many comments it's fucking crazy yeah let's go ahead and there answer is... some questions I, I haven't even been monitored in the chat because we just kind of yeah, me neither, dude. 40 people watching. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, we were up to like 160, I think, at one point. It's solid, man. You're, oh, fu- you're a big awesome. deal, Bar. You're a big deal. This is my first time doing it only on YouTube, too. Like, fucking Twitch is dead to me. I had, like, I was restreaming it. And then on Twitch uh. only, I was like, spazzing the fuck out. And then YouTube was perfect. I'm like, fuck, fuck Twitch. Twitch goes for my drunk DJ sets, and YouTube is for all this content. Fuck it. Yeah. You know? I still got to get on Twitch. I get people all the time. 
telling me, oh, you need to be on Twitch. You need to be on Twitch. It's just like, oh, it's Bart, another thing, it's man. It's so just never much ends. fun. No, you can't look at it like that. Don't look at Twitch like you look at the other stuff, like YouTube, thing like that. Twitch is literally somewhere where you turn the camera on, you just DJ, you play all your favorite shit. The shit that you could never get away with playing at weddings or your regular events and stuff. You just play yeah. all your favorite shit. You vibe out. You have a good time. Say what's up to the chat, whatever, it converse, and that's it. It's a fucking yeah. blast, bro. Like, you yeah. got to just look at it like that. You'll have so much fun with it, man. Like, because like, I, I get to play all this shit. I never get to play like my crates. Like, I have so much crazy crates of like all this stuff that like I would never bust out at any club, wedding, or anything. But like Twitch, I play whatever the fuck I want. You know, I don't know. It's cool. Yeah. Which, okay, by the so way, send in your question. Yeah, any questions, guys? We're gonna answer some questions before uh, we get off here. Um, but speaking about Twitch, I'll be on tonight at nine thirty. 9.30 tonight is my Twitch streams. Uh, we're going to drink and be merry and play all the hits. So check me out shout on out Twitch. To, shout out to Jose. Jose Aradia is on, uh, on the chat. Aradia. I got so much love for Jose. What's up, Jose? DJ yeah, Max Jose, TV. Ho- Jose was actually the person who kind of brought me into a DJ, and they were the first people who ever sponsor any of my videos. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, What's so up, I got so much. Jose doesn't know it, but. I always thank that guy in my head. I'm like, man, Jose. He was like the first guy that kind of gave me my big break. So big yeah. shout out to Jose. Yeah, he put in my, a good word with me at ADJ. We all have that. Well, mine's Justin Brock with uh, RCF, man. That's the homie right yeah. there. Put me on. Yeah. Fucking love that guy. That's what's up, man. Yeah, it Dude, said Jose someone said bring back. Oh, go ahead. H- Jose found me like he found me really early, bro. Like he found me when I was like maybe at a thousand subs. Oh wow. And um. And he was, he just like, he was just like, yo, uh, come take a tour. I, I, I mentioned in one of my videos that I was going to LA. And he was like, yo, come take a tour of ADJ. I work here. And I went, man. And um, he oh, just kind of, so cool. he, he just showed me around. Bro, he gave me like VIP. Mind you, I had like no subs. I had like a thousand, maybe 5,000 tops. Yeah. And like, bro, he gave me the full experience. He did, they did a light show for me. And I was like, wow, bro, this is amazing. So I got so much love for Jose. So thank you, Jose. Thank you so much. I, I, I don't think that guy enough. That's so cool. That's, yeah, man. I love it. I love it. Um, someone said, bring back club quarantine. What, remember in the, remember when we were in a quarantine and I was supposed to be on that, but I was always a shit show and fucking backed out last yeah. minute because I ended up couldn't be so, able to do it. Sorry about that. Qu- well, there, there was difference. Uh, Club Quarantine and there was Quarantine DJs Live. Oh, that's right. Was, co- Club Quarantine was my uh, my version of a nightclub. Um, that's right. My live bad. Stream. Yes. Yeah. So we were, we would pretend we were at the club and I yeah. would DJ. It was fucking awesome. That was such a cool idea. Yeah. So um, you should do yeah, that. I would, I, would, I would pretend I was at the club and be like, all right, it's a packed night tonight. VIP sold out. Shit like that. <laughs> it's fucking awesome, bro. So you got to bring that shit back. Bring the Twitch back, man. I'll raid yeah. you. Stream yeah. tonight. Stream tonight around like 11, 12. I'll raid the shit out of you. So I, I stopped. Well, I used to do it Saturdays at midnight because I'm like, yeah, headlining DJ peak hour set. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. So, uh, I, yeah. So I was like, I was all into it. I was like, this is going to be like a legit club thing. So it's going to be Saturday night at midnight. That's when we do club quarantine. Headlining DJ bar. It was like, you know, that peak hour that I never got to do. <laughs> That's so cool, man. Um, yeah. The- thanks, Jose. Appreciate it, man. Uh, love you guys. All the content. Talk talk about dead silence shit and awkwardness with that. What's that mean? I missed it. Wait, um, what was the question? 
It's not a question. It's like a kind of a statement. Who is booking gigs? And if you are, is the client asking you to mask up and stay away from guests? I haven't had. That's a good question. I haven't had one client ask me to wear a mask at their wedding. They always said it's I, up to you. Not once. I, I haven't had uh, client. I've actually had cl- uh, clients tell me to take the mask off. Um, yeah, seriously. It, yeah, but I have gotten clients ask me if I'm vaccinated. So I've had three clients now ask me specifically vaccinated. And I had one wow. one guy say he was like, We want everybody at the wedding to be vaccinated. She like, like straight up said that to me. Wow. I haven't She's had like, that at so all either. Yeah. So I I've had three. Hmm, oh shit. Three so far with the vaccinations, yes, mass not so much. Um once I'm there, honestly, the mass probably good for ceremony. Once cocktail starts, they're gone. Yeah, it depends. If it's a private venue, I don't wear a mask at all. I just roll in with a ma- without a mask and just do my thing, yeah. and that's it. If it's like a venue that's also a restaurant, so it's like got a public, then I'll wear a mask at first, and I kind of feel it out, and once I'm all set up, then I take it off. It depends on the whole situation. Um, with me, I'm like uh, I'm, I'm super pro-mask because um, – well, it's, it's for me personally because I have asthma. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. have breathing problems, and uh, I have allergies. So well, and that's something I, you had I to overcome love, too. I I love the mask, dude. Like if sometimes I'm self conscious being around people because I breathe very heavy. I'm like Darth Vader, being like, <sighs> that's how I breathe. I I I have I struggle breathing. And uh, 2020 was the first year I did not get sick. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I was as as healthy as a whistle. Like right now, I'm fucking dying. I got my tissues right here. Yeah. Um, it's just I have really bad allergies, so I've been loving the mask. So I love wearing a mask, but just just because I'm I, not because I'm like scared of COVID, but just because I'm like, man, I I really like not being sick. <laughs> well, did, did you have to overcome that though with making videos, like the whole asthma thing and breathing? Because like like microphones pick shit up. Like, do you have to like like do anything different with that? You know? Yeah. So I'm super self conscious with that. Like whenever I do like interview style videos like this, when I watch the playback, I notice that I'm breathing really. People might not notice it. Like believe it or not, I haven't gotten comments on it. But when I'm editing, I notice it and it bothers me. But it's just because I've been living with it my whole life, and it bothers me so much. Like for example, when I made that video going to ADJ, uh, me and Brian, um, I'm sorry, um, me and Jose, were walking around. He was showing me stuff, and while he was talking, I'm I'm just like. I'm just like, damn, I, I, it, it bothers me, but it's, I can't do anything about it. <laughs> yeah. That's what, I, mean, yeah. I mean, I've so, never noticed ever. So you're doing a good well, job. You've never really been around me uh, in person, but uh, in my videos, nobody's ever noticed, but I notice it when I'm editing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah I, I, I breathe really hard. That's why I love my mask. I love masking up. <laughs> so Mike said, uh, what was the hardest part about getting back to more regular events? Oh man! Um, so my first gig back, I was really nervous because I'm like, yeah, well, I wonder if I, I wonder if I lost my 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 mojo. Right. But once me I too. got through, w- once I got through entrances, I'm, it was just business as usual. Uh, it, I feel like it's like riding a bike a little bit, man. It's like you just don't forget. Same. Yeah. The hardest part for me was just like dealing with any extra yeah. restrictions and can't dance and making sure the couple's still happy. That's all. I just, at the end of the day, I want the couple to be happy. Um, George confirmed too. So he, he wants to know if there's a speech or something or a prayer or whatever, someone's speaking on the mic and then there's like an awkward silence, like in between, like, do you do anything besides play background music? Yes. So one of my, one of my pet peeves when I work with my, when my assistant, whoever's my assistant is, my roadie is, 
I, I always tell them, like, listen, rule number one is never any dry air. Ever, yep. ever, 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 ever. Same. That makes things so awkward. So, like, I, I, I get sometimes mad. I'm like, bro, come on. Give me give me, give me, me a song. Don't ever, mm-hmm. like, let there be dry air. Ever, yep. ever, ever. Um, I, I usually, like, I try to be on point with my shit. So, like, before I introduce Toast or anything like that, I'll check with them. Hey, are you guys ready? Like, because I'm going to introduce you guys in just a little bit. Uh, when I introduce the the Toastmasters, then I have my D, uh, my assistant, my whoever is helping me. I'm like, you're gonna play this song for them as they walk up. Like I have that shit structured, and when they fuck it up, I get pissed. I'm just like, come on. And even when I do my intros, intros, I have a very specific way of the way that I like to do my intros. When they yeah. fuck it up, I'm like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We call it burner music. We have different burner music that we play in between toasts when they're walking up to just fill that dead air. Like very, very, very important. I have all kinds of different songs we use. Yeah. Um, Jay Book says thoughts on people not getting the vaccine. We're going. Um, that's a that's a going off a dirt road question. Screw you! Uh, <laughs> oh, well, what do you want from me? I'm a I'm a Spanish. I'm you know I'm a, I come from an immigrant family. So what do you think? I'm fucking all pro vaccine. Shoot me up. Microchips them. They're not hurting no more. I'm good. That's it. Yeah. Just get vaxxed, right. man. Cut the shit. Everybody get back. One piece of gear you'll judge another DJ by good and bad. Uh, yeah, Behringer speakers, Alto speakers. Crimson Events wants to know what piece of gear I'll judge a DJ by. Behringer speakers, out. I mean, I don't want to listen. Everybody, when you're starting out, like I was broke when I first started out, I had shitty shit. So, like, I just make jokes, you know what I mean, uh, uh, about certain things. I'm never going to judge anybody for anything. But, like, if you don't invest in your stuff personally, like, if I think if you, if you don't reinvest in yourself and you're still, if you, you start doing this more and more and you're, and you're, you're calling yourself a professional, like, invest in professional equipment at that point, you know, that's all. Um, I mean, what for me, uh, not really anything, uh, judge djs by but i can i can i i can tell you as far as mobile djing goes i can tell like the level that you're at just based on your lighting <laughs> it's so funny because like if i True. see the polka dots and if I it's in auto mode dots, yeah, yeah yeah i i can i can, i'm like all right this guy's uh this guy's kind of amateur yeah yeah for sure lighting uh lighting takes a while well word man appreciate you for coming on and stuff bro it was great talking to you catching up everybody if you're not already i'm sure you're already subscribed to dj bar but definitely do so just uh look up dj bar um i'm gonna put his uh page and everything in this video and in the description once we're done um i couldn't figure out how to do it before first time just streaming to youtube <laughs> so i suck but i'm gonna have all this shit in there too so you can follow him if you happen to not uh subscribe to him he's got a fantastic channel uh channel and uh yeah dj bar everybody awesome. round of applause man thank you, so thank much you bro for having me appreciate you